Hello, my talk show audience. It's your host with the most advice, Dr. Wolf the Dog. I always believe in quantity over quality when it comes to talking people through their complex problems. The more words I say, the more likely you are to believe I know what the hell I'm even talking about. And I am chatting at you live from 694.2 PTBP as always. But not as always, we got a different type of episode today. Well, them boys from pretending to be people ain't seen each other in person in so long. But today I got a real sweet treat for y'all. Those five fine fellas use the internet to have a remote conversation with each other. During this talk, they attempted to answer every single question sent in from y'all, our beautiful and charismatic listeners. I only have remote conversations with everyone, so I don't know what the big hubbub is over all this stuff. My voice reaches beyond the stars into other dimensions unknown. I ain't never had to shake no hands to get my point across. But I digress, so I can digest. We here at 694.2 PTBP are proud to present another Q&A for our next episode, episode 74 if you keep in track. However, this next one will be less focused on the players and more focused on the story and characters. Wolf knows the expanse of the webs and plays from contention to the city, from the future to the past and all times in between. Our dear cops are merely cogs wrapped up in something so, so, so much bigger than themselves. Let's try to take a more objective look at what has unfolded here on 694.2 PTBP as we head into the final few fables of this, the story of contention. So head on over to the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash pretending to be people and find that Q&A thread to submit your questions. Understanding the nature of this being a closed game, we are going to shy away from secrets between players and focus more on details that have been glossed over or just plain forgotten. I'm not saying this puzzle doesn't currently have plenty of missing pieces. Just that some of them were forgotten under the table and dragged away by an inquisitive kitty. Or time. Or it's just thick fluffy clouds of that good good that are merely fogging some memories. Either way, now's a good time to get loose, shake it out, maybe do some light stretching. Because this next tune, it'll give you the Pringles tingles. You will pop. You will not stop. Stop me if you've heard this one before. But don't. Because it is kudzu with no back bone. Hi, Zach. What's up, everybody? What up? What Hello. Up? Hello. I'm in Welcome. my home and I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> That's I'm, gross. I'm in my home and I'm wearing jorts. 
Ooh, I like that. I've got been for the majority of this uh, this ordeal. (laughs) George has been the go-to. Yeah, too hot for sweatpants. I keep going back and forth between joggers and corduroy short shorts. Ooh, Ooh, short shorts. Short shorts. How short are these short shorts? Five-inch inseam, baby. I don't know what that means, but it sounds tight. (laughs) 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 It it sounds uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) It's really nice because you get a breeze. Oh. On your dong? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This is weird. Breeze. The recording over the uh I can I can see all of you. Windy wang. (laughs) I don't have to side eye any of you anymore. I can see you all in one place without really moving my eyes at all. I'm just doing it out of habit. So today we are taking this uh, this experimental trip into remote recording to record a Q and A. Luke just sent a uh, chat to the group in Zoom. It says, it says "My friends, I've missed you terribly over <laughs> over the past few weeks." I have. Uh, it's honestly I can't read the rest of it because it's going to make me cry. It doesn't say P. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, it's Luke, it says P (laughs) (laughs) I'm not eloquent enough to write anything more than that I knew what you meant (laughs) Yeah, we all all were in the vibe Hey, this is the wrong time to do it But I'm going to grab a glass of water and uh, a weed cookie (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye (laughs) And this is the Thomas List Q&A He just like doesn't come back for the rest of the time (laughs) Yeah, he never said he was coming back. <laughs> he just said he was going to go grab that stuff. You know where stuff. he's going. <laughs> he's going to go sit on his porch. <laughs> and it's a nice dog. porch to sit on upon. <laughs> what else? Oh, is- I hope Murphy talks at least once or twice. Oh, he might. Thomas is set up in the kitchen. I can see that because his uh, life-size Aussie Smith poster is right behind yeah. him. The one that Zach is in intimate relations with. Oh, look, oh, yeah. Thomas is back. Oh, my God. Oh, God damn it, Luke. <sighs> Luke has the ability to screen share, which is nice. Yeah, that's good. I just typed in weed guy and that came up. It's great. His fingernails are bad <laughs> yeah. and hurt me to look at. <laughs> He's pretty gross. <laughs> I'll stop sharing that. Sorry. Thanks, dude. Thank yep. you. <laughs> there's, there's definitely won't be the last one though. Yeah, I still yeah, miss you guys. I do too. I'm it's gonna cry. Yeah, I get misty in my downs. You guys have been watching? Oh, about you guys, <laughs> you guys been watching anything uh, to pass the time? All the well, things. <laughs> obviously, Tiger King. Yeah, dude. Have we all I just seen finished that? it? I know oh, yeah. everyone's talking about it. It's, it's so worth it. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, you should watch it. Boy, howdy. It's, it is so bizarre in a way that I was not even prepared for already knowing how bizarre it was. Dude, I, it just, I could not help incredible. but laugh out loud when uh, they were showing the pizza that they made at the zoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Yep. Uh, imagine the, if you'd been there and you saw that and you had eaten one of those pizzas. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so I saw somebody on Facebook was posting about it, and one of the comments was like, "Dude, you know I got married there, right?" At and like oh. the, then he he posted a picture and said. Carol Baskins was our officiant and it was a picture of them getting married no and Carol way. Baskins with the flower crown marrying wow. them. Yeah, it was wild. Oh, Chip, <laughs> I really wish I'd been here for the start of this conversation because I don't know about you guys personally, um, but y'all are fucking wrong about Tiger King and Carol Baskins. She's the only good one in the whole fucking documentary. She killed her husband to save those tigers. <laughs> and the, the hero worship of Joe Exotic is really disturbing to me. Wait, is there hero worship of him? Oh, I, yeah, dude. I, I agree that oh. that's disturbing to me, too. He's a he's a shithead. He's a horrible and, person. Yeah, he's yeah. a terrible, terrible Watching person. Watching that fucking wedding scene, I was like, dude, Danny McBride's whole career was just invalidated <laughs> by the most insane, like piece of nonfiction I've ever seen. Are that, you, the wedding or the, the funeral? Sorry, the, the funeral, funeral where he's, yeah. he's talking about like the kid's balls right in front of his mom who is just like clearly on so much fucking meth. And oh, then, yeah. then the yeah. wedding like immediately afterwards where she was one of two people he invited right, just so he could was... post on social media that she was there yeah. two months after he died. Oh boy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I wonder Joe how sucks. long until Carol Baskin is in jail. I think she rubbed him down pretty good in that sardine oil, so. <laughs> I think the evidence is gone. Uh, well, guys, we have a uh, crazy amount of questions to get through. I don't so. want to do any of these, guys. Let's talk about Tiger King. This is a Tiger yeah, King spoiler cast now. Exactly. We're talking Tig. Let's do episode talking by episode. Hey, Honestly, hey, if you can have it spoiled for you by now, that like clearly means that you are not social distancing you're not staying at home do you like you've done bad (laughs) and you deserve to have it spoiled if you haven't seen it at this point our first question comes from crush 36 over on the subreddit and i think it's k ruse 36 it's crush k K cruise Cruise, yeah it's cruise crux 36 (laughs) is the mod uh he's a dude who started listening a while ago he lives on the other side of the country and he is kicking ass modding uh the subreddit as well as co-modding the discord for pretending to be people very fun someone you changed his name to crush 316 (laughs) in the google doc you're welcome Crush asks, who would win in a round robin style and championship match thumb wrestling game you do right after reading this question? And then immediately commented, oh, fuck, never mind, coronavirus, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, yeah, we, we can't do it live, but uh, that's an easy one, obviously, me. Next yeah, I was going to say Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Thomas's thumbs and they frighten I think me. I would give you guys a run for the money. I've got tall thumbs and they're double jointed. I can pop. Ew, the stop out. it. I've got, I've got kind of short, but like stout boys. I think, I think we'd be an interesting fight, Joe. Yeah, for sure. I think Thomas would play a little dirty though. I would. I'd uh, punch <laughs> you in the balls. <laughs> throw, throw some, oh, throw, I was going to say throw some tickles in. If, uh, okay. <laughs> the tenacity of Thomas <laughs> would really pull through. Uh, moving, moving right along. We got that one answered pretty quickly. Joe, yeah. give up. Uh, so, uh, Jayhawk Inc. <laughs> asks, let's say your character gets a do-over. What one thing would you change? 
And then in parentheses wrote, you can answer twice if for some reason the player and the character would want to change different things. Bonus points if the GM can give an idea. The GM. Just say Zach. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> bonus points uh, if the GM can if give an Zach. idea. If the, if the Zach. Uh, can give an idea of how things would be different from that point forward, which I acknowledge could be difficult for the sake of avoiding campaign spoilers or whatever. That makes sense. Let's start with... I've got an answer. Um, I saw this question earlier today, and I realized like I had no... I hadn't ever even thought of that. And, <laughs> and I felt a little disappointed because people like go so in depth and do their notes and shit. And we just kind of play it once a week. <laughs> so I don't know. I have no idea what I would change. I'd have to really like what Thomas would change. I don't think anything. Cause that's kind of like antithetical to the, to play in the game. But I John agree. Lee Pettymore uh, would definitely just have fucking booked it with his $5 million in Coke money and left town left the state he'd be on a beach somewhere <laughs> like <laughs> that's good yeah yeah that's that's what he would have done differently how long would you have been on that beach though before you realized maybe you weren't on a beach all along and you've been trapped in the, i don't know <laughs> he, he wouldn't fucking care <laughs> how long have we been cops in contention like four days, five Forever, days. Forever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> December 1st to December 6th and then back again. Who's up next? I, I, I got one. I have to talk about it cryptically because the other guys don't know about this. But in this very last arc, I would have gone to a different place when I ah. w- when it was when it was brought up. Both Joe and Clark, I think, think that. Oh, not this... Not no, Com not Comfy the, Camp Camp. Sorry, yeah, not Com Comfy. The one, the one at the uh, the university. There was an opportunity for Clark to maybe go City elsewhere. State University. Yeah, go. Hit Luke. His name's Luke. Um, <laughs> no, does anyone remember their mascot? Oh, <laughs> the, <laughs> it was the miners, wasn't it? Or we he high fived the mascot. Oh, that was high oh, school. Yeah. That was the contention high school is the minors. Oh, was it? Was oh, it shit. poinsettias? Yeah. No, it was the uh, the other ones, right? It was the uh, ED guys. Venus flytrap. Venus flytrap. Venus flytrap. Perhaps. The ED guys. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the- <laughs> you feed me, Seymour. I call my dick the Venus flytrap. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's gross and veiny. <laughs> <laughs> And green for some reason. And green and it eats flies. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, if Keith was going to change anything, he would have really milked the wheelchair aspect of it more um, after he got shot in the foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gone full Ray Gillette. Yeah, I would have... Uh, I I don't remember. I think I got like a drone or something instead of a like a military wheelchair. I would have changed that. <laughs> the drone worked really well for me, man. You should have got one. <laughs> I don't remember what my thing was, but yeah, yeah, that didn't work out too well for you. If anybody listening uh, wants to send us all in quarantine drones and three D printers, that would I would have a lot more fun. if i could fuck around with both those things i've followed subreddits for both of them for years oh wow (laughs) wait how much do you know about drones dude not as much as i know about 3d printers (laughs) (laughs) what would you print first that's my Uh, well you've got to you've got to print benchy which is the little uh it's this little boat model this adorable little boat that you print to like and it it's for troubleshooting like your initial setup and and it's really easy to tell based like it puts it through all the paces 
does a bunch of different things and you can tell really easily what needs to be fixed. It's a cute little you, guy. You do know right? a lot about 3D printing. <laughs> and people print giant benchies and shit all the time. It's fun. <laughs> Here's a benchy that didn't get hmm, printed Good for properly. the audio format. <laughs> no more screen sharing. Boom. There you Thank go. Thank you. Yeah. See, there you can see some fucked up benchies too so you can see. Some good benchies here. Yeah. 3D printing's dope. What if your 3D printer has thalassophobia? What is uh, that? The fear of... Like the ocean. Floss. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you for what would you stopping. change about howling with wolf <laughs> yeah would wolf the dog wolf change the anything dog. i think he's perfect the way he is <laughs> and i think he thinks he's perfect the way he is i i agree yeah yeah i don't know there's there's not much to change about perfection baby <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the opposite, because uh, if oh. I could change anything about... No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant... <laughs> if I could change anything like, about Wolf the Dog, uh, just a, a couple everything. notes. <laughs> uh, Would have canceled him after the first episode. Uh, oh. No, the... Uh, oh, God. Like, as a GM, I constantly look at things and, and I'm like, oh, I could have done that better. But that's just, like, how you grow. And, like, as the person who actually, like, is the only one who knows what's going on, sometimes <laughs> you know it's like uh it's it's always like a thought in my mind of like oh i could have changed that oh i could have changed that uh to do the finish of like what would change in the campaign if you guys had done the things that you had changed thomas if you would have left with the money i definitely would have had someone stop you obviously and perhaps imprison you likely oh yeah i know that's not a that's not like a real viable option. That's just what yeah. John Lee Pettymore would, oh, would try to do. Yeah. And then they would have had to like, uh, you know, uh, come and capture, not capture. What's the opposite of capturing someone? What's Mario trying to do? Free. Save. Rescue. <laughs> Bounce Liberate. on their heads. So any of those things. Plum. Uh, to you. <laughs> Uh, Joe, if you would have gone to a different location, uh, then yes, a lot would have changed. The last arc might not have happened yeah. the way it happened. And uh, I, I actually had completely other plans that I decided to change. Uh, so that that entire past arc in 26 years ago at Calm Comfy Campground uh, was going to be something else. So um, Because yeah. Joe went to a different place? Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, Luke, uh, if you would have <laughs> worked the wheelchair angle more, <laughs> I would have made sure that contention had ramps. <laughs> <laughs> contention had ramps, is that what you said? Yeah, I would just would have made sure that contention was like... ADA uh, compliant. It is, it does. Disability friendly. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, all the businesses there are super chill about that. So, uh, Jayhawk Inc. also asked, what made you choose the specifics for this Delta Green game and went on to say you're playing a group of police officers who are stumbling into the mythos rather than a group of seasoned agents on a sanctioned DG mission or a mix of season, seasoned rookie agents or agents based on expertise agents in general right so really there's a broad scale in how much Delta Green lore and specifics you use and how much you deviate in homebrew and I'm curious how we ended up in contention PD as opposed to anything else that could have been you know so, so why did we start as novices to the mythos not uh, seasoned professionals like you do in a lot of Delta Green scenarios. Exactly. And why are we playing in like a place we made up, I guess, maybe in, in like a sandbox town instead of like 
a mission, like where you are sent somewhere? Well, I'll answer part of it. Cause I remember you meant, cause the character stuff, obviously I can't help with, but I remember you saying that the, the idea of the small town thing was always like really appealing to you. And we kind of all like those stories being from the Midwest and having been to some very small towns in our lifetime, we're just like, weird crap kind of happens all the time but taking it to like the super extreme and how would a small town react to like the supernatural elements and stuff like is just i think that's just fun (laughs) yeah and i've wanted to run a sandbox for a while like right right and run a sandbox so that definitely had some to do with it but also we just like I think we came together with that idea, right? Like it was already going to be a small town when we met for the session zero. I, th- I think so. And um, I don't know. I, I personally think it's a lot more fun this way. Um, yeah, I agree. Delta Green missions are great. They're just not really how we've played campaigns uh, in the past. And we, so, oh, yeah, that's something we can say that this is pretty much how we did two full like year long campaigns just around our table and kind of, a, li- a little bit sandboxy not we didn't have a whole made up town or anything but um sure yeah it was basically just like i would take pre-written adventures from either call of cthulhu or delta green and then i would mess with them and then make little like connecting scenarios to play in between to kind of make the overall thread of whatever story we were telling connect to itself spider webs and all that I, I also think having us stumble into mysteries is fun from an audience standpoint that they're learning and freaking out about things along with us that you maybe not you maybe wouldn't get if our characters were so hardened that none of this was new to them. It's kind of fun that we're freaking out with weird shit in character and out. Agreed. I also love introducing the lore of Delta Green, like whatever bits I choose to use from the actual Delta Green and then the ones that I make up and add. I love like sneaking that in slowly to a story of people who are relatively normal. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's also fun. I, this is, <laughs> it's, it's fun as a player because I personally have never done any research about Delta green lore or yes, yeah, it's, it's fun to, <laughs> yeah, I've read a too. bunch of Lovecraft. Uh, so, you know, I'm obviously familiar with Lovecraftian themes, but I don't own a Delta green handbook or anything. Keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> is it, have we just been running the default scenario <laughs> <laughs> welcome to conviction usa <laughs> a small town like any other everyone on the threads are like we don't play that one it's not very well written <laughs> i actually wanted to say one time i played a delta green mission and because someone was like so up to date with a lot of the Delta Green lore, some weird monster of some kind was spawning somewhere and they were already like, oh, I know what this thing is. But it was weird that their character would like their character shouldn't know that. Yeah. And so it became this weird thing of them being like, oh, I have to like pretend I don't know this. I don't know. It's kind of more interesting to use the rule set, but then kind of be able to insert your own fiction within it and then that way there's not people who are like oh i know what's coming like (laughs) yeah and i guess it's that's not really a problem if you're playing somebody who is supposed to be a seasoned delta green agent right yeah totally but their their character was like just a small town like park ranger or something so it was which i just i think it's way more fun to play normal people exposed to this than it is to yes i think so too 
One of my favorite ways to play is as a Delta Green agent who has gone on one mission before and has like one experience. But that's the interesting thing about a seasoned quote unquote Delta Green agent means they've probably like been doing it for not that long and not been on very mission, very many missions, because if they had, they're probably loosey goosey or uh daddy weddy. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, the technical as, uh, term, Zach, as, thanks. as this virus ravages our nation, a lot more people are going to wind up daddy weddy. So let's <laughs> gosh. try to be respectful. Oh, We've got no. another question here from feared reindeer. It says, if you each had to give one bit of advice to someone, what would it be? Don't first off, I just want to say, yeah, none of us are in any position to give any advice. I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) No, just, uh, just be patient with everyone you meet. Try to be, if they don't, if they do things that seem irrational or, or not understandable to you, just, just know they're probably coming from a really different place. And yeah, just don't be a dick. Don't, I don't like people who get like angry. Say I completely like my stepdad. Uh, gosh. Perception uh, is reality, Mark. Um, I have a good one. If if some unless someone else wants to step up, Justin, step up. if you're already talking, just like stop, Zach, interrupting away. me. <laughs> <laughs> My advice is to so tell like Zach to saying, fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Justin. Yeah. this is a year with he's taking his shit. He's, he's mean and re- no. Uh, hey, do you see what's happened? <laughs> you know what it's worth it to break free of your oppressive tyranny <laughs> my advice this is something i i said in in the discord is uh is never mind i forgot someone else got it. <laughs> it was uh, i was bitches get paid he realized that he probably shouldn't say it <laughs> Yeah, it's not cool. Because he doesn't. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was really ready for some like, I was, sensei yeah. shit. Like, Me some too. Real I was ready talk. to be enlightened. Luke, do you have any advice for the listeners at home? Find a therapist you like. Yep. It mm-hmm. helps. Nice. Mine's Mark. Shout out to Mark. <laughs> oh, Nice. <laughs> Uh, Thomas's stepdad is Luke's therapist. <laughs> oh, I named Mark. Uh, I yelled Mark earlier. Uh, so my no, advice. Should... <laughs> What's your advice, Zach? <laughs> my advice. Oh fuck! Am I gonna Justin it? I remembered mine. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Do you want me to go? Yes. Well, okay. So mine is a, it's kind of like a mindfulness based thing, which is uh, take control of what you can and what you can control, make plans of action, begrudgingly accept what you can't control and move on and be kind. Like Thomas said, yeah, everyone like just be kind to each other, no matter what's, what the haps are, unless someone's being a real big piece of shit, then you can be a dick to them. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But like the average person, you don't know what's you don't know what's going on in their life. Like we do know what's going on with Zach. He's just mean and malicious. Yes. <laughs> we met his we met his nice parents. We know it's just genetic. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, 
not we know it's yeah like you got it from a grandpa or something they definitely nurtured you right oh you just well, turned my out to be a, a piece dick. of shit yeah like you <sighs> it's actually really it's nice good to guy. see you guys yeah it's really good to hang out again <laughs> but yeah i want to amend my answer don't be be patient with everyone except for zach <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh my advice is to uh to ask questions good one like what did you touch <laughs> <laughs> what's that smell i like uh um, what's wrong with you <laughs> when i was when i was in high school i think well, is like your, is your face stuck like that <laughs> when i was in high school my face was stuck in this really like I thought attractive position, but that's just because I looked in the mirror all the time and they say the more you see something, the more attractive you think it is, uh, which I'm finding in marriage. Oh, <laughs> no, it's a, uh, it's, it's just a, uh, like when someone like talks about a band and asks if you've heard of them and you like have heard of them, but you haven't listened to them, like just ask, I don't know, like don't act like you know everything okay so that's that's wrong that's wrong listeners you should (laughs) you should be like oh yeah i've heard of them i've heard of them i prefer their earlier stuff (laughs) (laughs) just like ask people questions so and learn more nice i like that good advice or front (laughs) front like you know (laughs) front up or shut up be be a know-it-all front it till you crown it (laughs) i don't know that was good. I like hey, it. Joe. Joe. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Hi. Give us some really good advice and don't embarrass yourself like Zach just did. <laughs> <laughs> Fin for yourself. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you heard it here, Feared Reindeer. Fucking Joe is your looking son. out for number one. <laughs> Numero uno, baby. Figure it Look out, 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 for kid. number one. It's Joe Terry. <laughs> I absolutely adore this next question. (laughs) We got it on Twitter and it's from at crane song. And it says if contention had continued to be boring and normal and the boys had just kept on their normal person trajectory, what would their future have looked like? Would they marry, have kids, retire early? And then they also, they said, I humbly offer unto you this blep. And they had a nice picture of the cat with a little blep. And that was very nice. Cute cat. Thank you. Clark would definitely still be at the station and he would be eternally waiting for Maggie to vacate her position, position so that he could take over. But I foresee it being like a Prince Charles thing that he she would be there forever and he would grow old and probably never get his goal. <laughs> that sounds right. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> that might be sadder than what actually happens to Clark Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's definitely living his best life now. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I I think also something Clark would be doing in five years is probably arresting John Lee Pettymore for <laughs> <laughs> Like, either John Lee Pettymore would have devolved into, like, the same criminality he got up to in the podcast, or um, he would have really gone hard on the cop thing, gotten into some pretty questionable Facebook groups. Oh, God. Yeah. It's not a it's not a bright... Uh, it doesn't look good. Let's hope John Lee Pettymore stays the path. You know, those, you know those people who are, like, who hate AOC, but also clearly are, like, obsessed with her? <laughs> I don't go to that part of the internet, or at least I try to stay away from it. I go to the parts of the internet that 
make fun of that part of the internet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do you think John Lee Pettymore would have like a bunch of kids with multiple women? Or is he a little more like, I'm a one woman kind of guy, man? I really don't know. <laughs> uh, I think I think he, uh, I met a guy once who was um, <laughs> extremely just like Missouri in a lot of ways, this electrician. <laughs> and we were talking when I was like 23 and he was like, so you're not going to get like married or have kids anytime soon? And I was like, yeah, I never, uh, I never really wanted kids. And he like stopped and he was like, oh, huh. I never even thought about not having kids. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know that That's was an incredible. option. <laughs> wow. I, th- I think John might have been a little bit like that. He's just like, yeah, it's what you do, right? Like, Sure. That's good. What's hey, Keith's Luke? story? Keith uh, <laughs> works there for about a year, gets fired, um, can't. <laughs> Uh, hold down a job eventually becomes homeless until his brother finally takes pity on him um lets him live at his house and then keith becomes like a manager of some small part of the beans corp (laughs) and probably kills his brother at some point yeah I wouldn't be surprised if 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 he like hired you as security or something, and then yeah, you like, like accidentally that. shot him in the head. I I think that's <laughs> like what happened to John F. Kennedy. Yeah, there's a Thirty Rock bit where Tracy says he knows his dad is dead because he's a celebrity, and if his dad wasn't dead, he'd be paying him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to mow his lawn. <laughs> that's such a good. Job. So yeah, Keith Keith is uh probably better better off with the shit going down now. Drew Andrews, I think, would eventually Okay, first like of all, a, no one asked, Zach. Oh man, did they not? <laughs> That's no, another question. <laughs> oh wait. Tell us hold about on. Drew. I'm just being a dick. There's another Drew Andrews question no, in here somewhere. You're right. It it didn't it didn't ask. Yeah, not now. Wait your turn, Zach. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, I feel so bad. <laughs> Say it like Drew. <laughs> Guys, I feel so. Oh, I mean, contention, police office. This is Drew speaking. Oh, Aww. I love him. <laughs> yeah, miss him. that makes me miss. That. I love Drew. Uh, he's dead. No, uh, so oh, the, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, we got another question here. Uh, that dude, no one knows. Says, is there a PO box we can send you beer? We're, we'll be setting one up shortly. Yeah, Two, just three, because you said zero. that. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, we got another one. Oh, when are you coming out with merch? Because I need that shit. That is also very soon. We've got some really cool shit lined up, and I'm very excited for you all to see it. Every size of cock ring. Um, <laughs> colostomy bags with, with the logo on them. Pet caskets. Oh, pet caskets. <laughs> Dude, pet caskets is so good. Yeah, I know. That's why we're going to be shipping them out pretty soon <laughs> to everybody who's already pre-ordered a pet casket. Um, Which is most of you. Thank you so much for, <laughs> thanks, <yeah. laughs> for going to mybestfrienddiedwhatdoidonow.com. Oh, no. Thankfully, we were able to get that. Uh, so yeah that'll be out soon i'm really excited about it uh what is your favorite system for quick one shot slash introducing people to rping 
I mean, just right off the bat, Delta Green. Is Delta the Green, shit, and it's the best one, and it's I think the best way to introduce people to role playing. It's super easy to play, it's super intriguing. I fucking love it. I agree, hundred percent. And the one shots are just always a fucking blast, and you can get oh, yeah. them done in three or four hours usually. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Uh, don't do what I did, which is try and learn an entire new system you've never played and then try and run brand new people through it while you're also learning it. Because I tried that with Dungeon World and it became a mess, even though Dungeon World seems super dope. Having all new people with like a more complex system than like others, like the dice rolling mechanic was really easy, but like all the other character building and other stuff was what not is What super- is Dungeon World? How is it different from like D&D? You, uh, gosh... I haven't played it in so long, but the crux of it is like most roles are accomplished with two D six. If I remember right. And a third uh-huh. of them are, you get to do what you want. A third are you kind of Mixed succeed, but, but I get, but I get to take something from you. And then the uh-huh. other third are like you fail, which I thought was really cool, but it could be a little confusing. I think Delta green is really good for most people to start on. It's easy to wrap your head around. It's just yes. percentages. So you kind of get exactly. an idea right off the bat how good or bad at a thing you are. So you can kind of role play that a little easier. It's easier to build characters too, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I think Delta Green's like awesome. I'm about to probably run some friends through it. And I was like, this seems like the way to go. <laughs> yeah. I also think that the mechanics of a game are always the part I care least about and these mechanics get in the way as little as possible. Exactly. That's my thing too. Yep. I want to tell a cool story with my buds, not play a, a tactics. I'm sorry. You want to tell a cool story with your butt? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Do it. You fucking got me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm real. I'm real COVID caddy. I'm real. uh, (laughs) You just watched Ace Venture. I'm real quarantine caddy tonight. Quarantine caddy. Uh, final Going question from here, that boys. dude no one knows is will Drew ever get his teeth fixed and be as successful as his paramedic cousin? Oh. <laughs> yes and no. He's just as successful in our hearts. <laughs> I mean, he is not good at what he does. But he's a good friend. <laughs> Yeah, he was always there for me. He was actually, yeah, he was fantastic. I made five million dollars with that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So he could get his teeth fixed. That's not an issue. Our next question. I was never about the money. It's is (laughs) it's from Room Service Nachos. That's me. Uh, That's which is Luke. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, that sounds familiar. (laughs) He asks, "What's in my pocket?" Oh, it's a ring. I've read that book. Yeah, it's pretty good. Harry Wait. Potter number three, I think. Is what that's <laughs> <from>. <laughs> number three. Harry Potter number three. Harry Potter number three. <laughs> Harry Potter and... Luke, what's in your pocket right now? Uh, Let's see. Wallet. I'm calling wallet. I win. Like just yeah. a bunch of condoms. A oh. jewel. <laughs> Fuck, if we'd actually been playing, we could have <laughs> super won. That would have been really easy. Have, yeah, that would have been. Uh, my passport. passport? What the yeah. fuck? What? <laughs> what? Are you all like ready to evacuate? <laughs> just, in, just in case, baby. Oh Some people God. have go bags. He has go pants. <laughs> and an assault rifle. Oh. <laughs> tweezers. <laughs> He's got tweezers. Nice. Are you yeah. taking care of that unibrow? I oh, know. I was picking nose hairs out of my nose. Oh, fun. you you pull them? Yeah, I don't have many, so I just do it. It's kind it of fun to pull them if you're a pervert like me and Luke are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
It makes me sneeze. I know I like it though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're perfect. <laughs> I, can't, I can't come unless I sneeze. Oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> Dude, that okay, there was there's this dumbass like book of facts that was given to me for Christmas one year. This is in there too. And it's uh <laughs> it's holding up his driver's license. Go ahead and um, screen cap that, put it on the internet. Audio yeah. audio medium. So in this book of facts, it was like your brain can't tell the difference between sneezing and an orgasm. And it's like <laughs> my well, brain can. Obviously it can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, obviously you're never like oh i've got to go change my fucking pants when you sneeze it was always like a rumor going around when we were kids that and uh that a sneeze was an eighth of an orgasm yeah Mm, and so if we if you sneeze twice you'd be like "Ooh, a quarter of an orgasm (laughs) yeah and then if you got the like elusive eight in a row sneeze then you had to leave you completed yeah that's different. Like eight sneezes in a row sucks. Oh God. Can you imagine? I think the closest thing uh, you can get is like, you can get a, <laughs> Stop it. I, I think like a third of an orgasm is like taking a really long, satisfying piss. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, after a movie or something, maybe a quarter. What about just, all right. Got pants? another question here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you push oh. your pants twice, you're halfway there. <laughs> I'm living on a prayer. Okay, nothing. Four asks, is Alan Grimes based on Walter Matthau? So here's the thing. I really fucked up because Alan Grimes was originally based on Walter Cronkite and Walter Matthau, but then, like, as Thomas pointed out, definitely turned into um, Nixon and... Nixon and Matthau. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, But that is why I kept calling him Walter, even though Luke's character's name was Walter, is because I had set him up as a Walter in my head and then made his son, or not son's name, Walter. Yeah, that was a silly, silly call on my end. (laughs) Uh, They got another question here. I like this one a lot. Each person name and describe their favorite tourist attraction in or around Springfield, Missouri difficulty level you may not give the same answer as someone else Ooh, i'm gonna go for the obvious one then because i think it's legitimately awesome the new aquarium in town is legitimately world class it's yeah, uh it's, it's the best pro guy uh johnny morris is that johnny Wonders? Morris is wonders of wildlife wonders of wildlife aquarium still haven't been i've been twice it's really cool go to the aquarium don't go to the other part which Where's is the other parts of animal trophies. Front. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. under the guise of conservation. It's just like, look who all these like rich fucks have shot. Yeah, yeah. and literally the signs next to the giraffes or the elephants say this animal was taken by Ooh. and then the name and then like sometimes, on the Bush. <laughs> sometimes there's pictures of like Johnny Morris's like shit eating nephews like next to <laughs> dead rhinos and shit and it's like what the fuck yeah it's really horrible. it's really creepy but the aquarium the is aquarium dope. is great <laughs> the aquarium is super duper dope you should go to uh, casper's when you I, i'll avoid the the like obvious tour tourist traps but uh, you should go to casper's it's this cool old uh burger joint in a uh, in an authentic old quonset hut that's a cool part of like Springfield LGBT history and they have dope burgers. Wait, chili. I didn't know it was uh, I didn't know it was an ally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who ran it forever uh, from like the 70s until the early 2000s or even a little later. Oh, that's sick. 
me and my dad used to go there for lunch every week and get Frito pie. Yeah, the chili. Everyone there who worked there was dank. dope. I do like how they serve the chili in the bowls where it's like totally overflowing. Yes, it's, it's yes. completely it's overflowing. It's on purpose. Presentation. Yeah, <laughs> like slopped in there. I have one also food adjacent. Try some cashew chicken when you come here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we invented it, motherfuckers. It's really good if you just want some weird fried chicken breast or thigh or whatever battered and with just like a salty soy sauce over it. It's decadent and delicious. If you go to a Chinese place near your place and you ask for cashew chicken, you will not get what we're talking about. Ours is very specific to Springfield and it's, yeah, it's like fried chicken and gravy. It's great. <laughs> It's a nap maker. But you can pretty much go to any good, cheap Chinese place in Springfield and get a pretty good version of it, which is kind of fun. For four fifty. Yeah. yeah four fifty, a little uh, side of rice and an egg roll. But there's you- there's really good places too if you want to actually get a little <laughs> more on end that had the four fifty forever. Yeah. What's yeah, your go to Chinese place? I drove by the other day and they're like five, five fifty now. What the mm-hmm. fuck? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go to Chinese in Springfield? I'm I don't know. My favorite right tourist attraction in and or around Springfield. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> is uh, not a Chinese food place, but it is uh, exotic animal paradise. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> well, which hasn't been called that for years, right? And is it even still open? I don't think so. Wait, is it's that the one where you drive that, through? But it is open, and you do drive through it. Uh, I think it's called it's Wild, called Animal, Wild Safari. Animal Safari. Yeah, right, and yeah. the reason that it's my favorite, besides the animal abuse, God. is <laughs> no. So, like on a real note, like it is some like probably some f- fucked up shit going on. But when I was a kid, I went there a lot, and I have a lot of really good memories uh, with my grandpa, who passed away. Who is like the only grandparent who passed away when I was younger, and therefore like holds a really nice memory in my heart because I didn't like get to find out that he was. Probably probably racist and so like all my memories of him are pure and he would always bring leather gloves with him so that he could unroll the window and pet the ostriches who would then like peck at his hands (laughs) and like grab onto his gloves and it was very fun uh one of my like favorite memories growing up was driving through there and him rolling the window all the way down and leaning the seat back and a buffalo put its entire head inside the minivan (laughs) and started licking the ceiling and my grandma was just like freaking out. It was so funny. (laughs) That's dope. Don't go there though if you come to Springfield. It's not as, well actually I haven't been, I haven't even seen the place in like 15 years so I can't, I don't know if the new owners are like Joe Exotic Bad or not. They do have two tigers. Back in the day it was not like Joe Exotic's weird fucking zoo. It was a little bit. They were like roaming around. There's also a real zoo where you can go and see the animals and they're well (laughs) taken care of. Yeah, they have like a medical team that takes care of them all at the end. (laughs) And the peacocks run around. (laughs) All right, we've got, uh, did anyone? Hold on. Hold on, Luke. Yeah, we've got more. Uh, Fantastic Caverns is pretty cool. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 Silver Dollar City, not really Springfield, but close enough. It's so dope. Food is great and you got to ride the rides. Are you a roller coaster roller guy? Coasters. You got to ride huge. the rides or they won't let you eat the food. Yeah. You have to throw, <laughs> do the loops and throw. It's always fun to throw up on the people behind you as a goof. As a goof. <laughs> as a good goof. I goofed you. 
Uh, we went there, Zach and I and our and our partners went there um, last year on acid and had a really fun time <laughs> watching uh, the old-fashioned glassblowers. I bet. Mm, yeah. Dude, yeah. That would be incredible. I was melting alongside the glass. <laughs> it was really chill. <laughs> I still have a knife that I bought when I was a kid, like a pocket knife that was made there. It's pretty cool. Uh, we then took Thomas on a roller coaster that you sit in and it goes around like a, like a carnival ride does, but then it also goes on a roller coaster track. So you're going spinning around while you're going upside down and doing corkscrews. Right. Like the car you're in itself, like just spins all around <laughs> on its axis, and, uh, which is my favorite. Was, yeah. Everyone <laughs> loved it, but me, I was, <laughs> I don't want to ride a roller coaster on acid again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really fair. It was scary. Did everybody say their favorite stuff? Uh-huh. Oh, we also have the world's uh, biggest fork in Springfield. <laughs> Do we really? Yeah. It's yeah, over in I... Chesterfield Village. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was the restaurant? It was... I have to pee, so I'm going to ask. I'm at my parents' house. I'm going to ask them. They probably remember. If you can pee. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, would be cool if I did this. We're gonna we're gonna need to wrap this up because my parents said no. Uh, we have to watch. They have to watch me do it. It's like my mom used to work in prison oh, for no. a while. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll be right back. Luke has a huge urethra, so it's easy to smuggle contraband in with. It's more like splashing a bucket of water on the ground. <laughs> uh, no one talk. I'm, I'm also gonna go pee. So. Oh, okay. okay. Is this it's pee break time? It sounds like. Sounds like it. I might as well take advantage. I don't have to pee. I don't have to pee either. I'm just gonna stare down. Hi, Justin. Hey. Hey. It's just you and me. It's just us now. Us two guys. Us two fancy boys. Your beard looks incredible. Thank you. It's doing pretty I'm lo- well. I'm loving it. I went. I went the opposite direction where I was like, I need to change something about my life, and I have control over my hair. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very sharp thank you my mom was whenever i first shaved i like did like the more clean shaven thing and she mm-hmm. was like she's like you look like you're 18 again and it's weirding me <laughs> and i was like <laughs> it's like i'll take that as a compliment being a 30 year old boy <laughs> there's finally enough years on my face that i don't look like a total child when i shave but i do still have like weird baby face so it's like mm, man baby <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. have you been playing any dope games or anything or are you just watching a bunch of stuff or uh i've been playing the fuck out of uh total war three kingdoms oh Um, i'm so jealous it's super fun uh my cousin actually bought it like gifted it for me oh um, wow that's awesome which was super nice yeah i just woke up and like got on my computer and it was like, your dope-ass cousin has sent you a gift. Oh, that's so uh, awesome. Because she, she bought her brother, like, the DLC for it, the new DLC. And she's mm-hmm. like, you guys should play multiplayer together. Which we haven't. I've just, we've both racked up. Like, <laughs> I can see his play count rising along with mine yeah. as we're just, like, at home alone. I've heard. Uh, what, what game? Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, the newest nice. Total War game. It's a lot of fun. And the, the setting's really cool, uh, like, ancient China. Yeah, I love that whole setting i used to play all the dynasty warriors games just because i loved that like the idea of that setting yeah and then realizing it was like actually a thing makes it even more interesting it makes me want to play the 
total war stuff because i feel like they're a little more historical while still making the heroes more hero-like but it's more a little grounded in a lot of other aspects so you can play it like two ways which is kind of interesting uh romance or records is what they call it oh interesting uh so romance is based more on just like the novels, the romance of the three kingdoms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, or just novel. But, um, and so it's, it's also kind of inspired by the, the Warhammer total war games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with which more are, fantastical abilities and stuff. Yeah. And, and in that your generals are just like single units who have like superhero level powers. Yes. Yeah. Or you can play it more old school total war, uh, mm-hmm. which is what I do. Both those sound interesting to me for like different reasons, but it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that that one's on my list for sure. Once it goes like just enough on sale, it's going to be one of those ones I just like instant buy and probably put like way too many hours into. So they asked another question. uh, Okay, nothing for asked. Are you going to set a new Patreon goal? One million (laughs) dollars. You're the money Uh, guy you tell us. Yeah, I mean, we will when we decide what we want it to be. Uh, we'll probably come up with two or three ideas and let the Patreons decide, the patrons decide in a poll what the next goal will be. So if you're a patron, look out for that. Uh, that'll be coming up shortly. We'll figure it out. Uh, they also asked for the players, how much time do you each spend thinking about this campaign outside of recording sessions? Uh, it just kind Thomas, of don't answer first. It'll make it sound yeah. bad. <laughs> 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 it just kind of depends on whether Joe, or not, go first. Uh, you've told us to think about some specific things. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I legitimately think about it a whole lot. And uh, sometimes I pull out my notebook and refresh myself on stuff. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. The answer, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is not much. I think about the act of. Uh, I think about us spending time together and stuff like that, but and like the look act. forward to it. Yeah, the act of physical love that we <laughs> exactly that we engage in. Well, that makes sense. I'll think about like cool stuff we did or like things I might want to do or try to figure out. But I am more with Thomas in this boat than uh joe a lot of it is like it uh, it'll be cool to do this next week also this might suck for like the dm and like invested listeners to hear but i'm totally just here for the ride i'm have like <laughs> it's really fun to experience the mystery like washing over you yeah if we think about it too much we might figure stuff out <laughs> my anal yeah exactly <laughs> how smart can how, how smart can zach be <laughs> if you actually go back and listen to it um <laughs> Pretty, pretty fucking pretty, good at this, good. man. <laughs> no, we, we know. We know. I would say uh, even I think about it a lot while like making music and shit. Like I think about like what moments could possibly come up or like what would have been cool for another moment. And also Wolf, Wolf the dog in it every week. Obviously, I'm like always kind of caught up on what's going on. And then being in the show, even it was like it's so it's so many like weird different angles that I feel like I've approached it from, which is kind of kind of fun. If I haven't been thinking about it at some point within the week, I will start thinking about it again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I leave... Oh, hit me. I was going to say this next question can probably lead into whatever your answer is to both this and the next question. Oh, oh, bless you, Joe. That was such a good transition. I fucked it up immediately by thinking about it. <laughs> uh, we got Jotapa. Jotapa. 
Joe Tapa Jot a paw Anyway Asks Zach What does your session Slash campaign Preparation look like Everyone How much time Do you spend playing PTBP Are you playing Any other TTRPG Real quick I'll just hit the What does my prep Look like When I was first writing the campaign, I would go to the public library so I didn't get distracted, and I would sit down at a Google Doc, and I would write out characters who lived in contention. And then I, like not at the very beginning, like once I already had like the plots kind of slightly, like the plot that happened before the podcast started, essentially. Uh, So I wrote all that out almost like a short story first. And then I created NPCs um, out of that. And then for week to week, I I do, I actually like, I write the campaign week to week now because I have no idea how their actions are going to affect what we do next. So I try not to plan too far in advance outside of like big moving pieces uh, within the setting. That's same, pretty much same it. here. Nice. Do you have any, do you guys, <laughs> did that make sense to you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Basically, like if I if I have an idea of what their plan is or something, I'll try to prep places, people, and motivation, and that's it. And then I've talked about bangs before on the other Q and A's. So always having a few of those in back pocket is good. So uh, we've got are are you guys playing any other RPGs? I guess that question would have been maybe different before. Uh, I'm still madness. playing another uh, Delta Green campaign. Uh, I'm zooming it in tomorrow, um, but he, nobody else had ever played it, uh, and the guy running it is not me, so I'm helping him <laughs> out a little bit. Uh, but it's fun. It's called uh, we're calling it the Moldy Worm campaign. <laughs> Gross. Nice. But yeah, it's fun, but it's no, it's no PTBP. Wow. Way to downgrade your <laughs> Harsh, friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Shout out to, I assume, <laughs> everybody that listens to this. Sup, <laughs> <laughs> <Except> Tyler? <laughs> um, I am actually, haven't been playing any others, but as I've vocalized a couple times here, I've been wanting to to dip in a little bit with running some stuff. And I think I'm going to try, I didn't realize the core rule book of Delta green and the, one of the missions is free online. It's called need to know, and you can download it and it, it gives you all the information that you need to play your first game as well as a dope intro scenario. Exactly. Is that one we've ever done? Uh, yes. It's the one with Clyde Bauman. I believe Joe is the only one who has not played it. So I'm thinking of running some of my friends through that since uh, we were kind of talking about doing it anyway. And a great social distancing thing is uh, role playing online. So I think that's going to be a a big thing for me because I was like, man, I really would like to do this. And it's fairly simple to set up stuff online, especially Delta Green. You don't need a board or anything to look at. You just need your character sheets. And your imaginations. Well, I I just think I'm the luckiest role player in the world because PTBP is my weekly game. <laughs> That's just so sweet of you, Thomas. Why it is just so nice. I appreciate the words that you say to me every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely got spoiled by this being my first uh, role play group. Yeah, part same. Emoji. Like once we clicked and found each other, 
especially reading horror stories on the internet and just like normal stories on the internet. I was just like, oh, fuck. We and got once we lucky. finally booted Alex, sure. it really came together. <laughs> yeah. uh, happy birthday, Alex. <laughs> oh, no. Is it his birthday today? It is. I meant to call oh, him. I didn't. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't either. Oh, it's no. He's going to take that very personally. Let's all text him right now. I'll text him at the same time. But how? I'm, I didn't get on Facebook. How am I supposed to know? Because uh, he's your friend. <laughs> I don't know it's any of my friends' It's not my fucking calendar. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't either. I said, happy birthday, cuck. I said, nice. happy birthday, dude, exclamation point. Wow. I said, happy birthday, my sweet babe. Oh. I'm texting him from an unknown number and saying, I'm going to find you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have a very happy particular birthday. set of skills. <laughs> you guys like my Irish accent. I love it. Right? Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> I such a skill. I have a daughter. <laughs> oh, no. I still remember like an early comedy bang bang where Kevin Pollack came on. He was showing off his bit of like one word impersonations. He's like, can you find one word that gets to the uh, like absolute essence of the person you're trying to uh, impersonate? Sure. And for Liam Neeson, it was banana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really good. Uh, But he was like a little too proud of himself and he just kept saying it. Yeah, well, that'll but happen. Fun but I've been fun. thinking about it for like five years. So. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Hypothetically, uh, Joe Tapa also Joe Tapa also <laughs> asks, uh, hypothetically, if a gorilla uses sign language and asks that you eat it, does the gorilla's consent make the meat vegan, or are you more worried that the gorilla might have poisoned itself and is trying to kill you? I don't trust anybody who's into vor. Uh, gorilla or not so I'll, vor I'll second is that the, it, vor is the sexual fetish of being eaten I don't understand the issue I know you've asked me several times to you know like you're like just a toe just nibble a toe okay. I just want you to draw it alright so uh, we already talked about the guy who made tacos out of his foot yeah right? we did yeah we yeah. did <laughs> that well is dry uh we got another question here i didn't i i wouldn't eat it and it's not vegan yeah i don't know if i would eat gorilla um seems fucked up how tasty is it that's that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) it'd be like eating a really strong man i know oh yeah it'd be sinewy the closest we can get is to like eat how tasty is it how tasty is the rock i think like a big fat gorilla would taste better yeah you gotta get some like you gotta get a Let's move on. Some in there. <laughs> you gotta get some you gotta, you gotta fatten that gorilla up. <laughs> feeding oh you boy. and feeding you and feeding you. I want to eat a girl oh, on a diet of like old meat from Walmart. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that joke wasn't bad. It was J- Jane Goodall. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Dude, the fucking. Oh, my God. Yeah. When they bust out the Walmart truck. oh my god it's so fucking sad all right uh we got uh damn guardian uh dom guardian on reddit asks how long do you usually play for like how long are sessions two to four hours depending on if we do one or two yep yeah hour and a half to yeah nailed it moving on jay saki or jay sake 
I, I I don't know. Uh, so Joe faved one of my tweets casting the PTBP TV series, good stuff, which led me to click on his Twitter profile, which leads me to the following question. Joe, why the fuck does Obama follow you on Twitter? Oh, and then we had a follow-up of Jayhawk Inc. said, might as well ask why Britney Spears follows him while we're at <laughs> Wait, it. is that real? <laughs> that is real. The verified accounts, I checked it earlier today because I'd never seen that. The verified accounts of both Barack Obama and Britney Spears were too early followers of Joe's Twitter account. Yeah. So me and Barry go way back. Uh, I introduced him to Michelle and Brit Brit has been a fan of mine forever. Back when we were in the tall, dark and handsome, she was a fan of our band. Uh, great answer. Moving on. Wait, how did that actually yeah, how, happen? What's the, real answer? <laughs> the real answer is that Obama follows. I think anybody who follows him, I, I haven't checked, but that's, I think he's probably got a million follows also. Joe's just assumes that, but really like, Barack has been for like a decade. Like, why won't fucking Joe? Like, I just want him to notice me. I wish Joe would DM me. Slide into my DMs. He's got 115 million followers, but only 600,000 follow. He's only following 600,000. I'm in the top 600,000, baby. Yeah. You're a great American. That's pretty good. Uh, This next question is from Barry Obama. (laughs) And it's just the complete uh, lyrics to Stan. (laughs) (laughs) I I was, when I was in a, like, elementary school maybe middle school i was i had a huge 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 crush on britney spears so maybe she sensed that through the net and was like (laughs) i'll throw that kid a bone (laughs) did you ever like retweet something of hers or no i mean i probably follow her that's probably where the accounts crossed paths but no i don't know why she's following. maybe there's a really cool dude named joe terry who's friends with both of them in real life It's his dad. <laughs> to be honest, I don't want to meet the kind of person who's friends with both Britney Spears and Barack Obama. They've You're done looking some at him, up bud. shit. You don't. <laughs> They've seen some dark I, shit. I don't know, man. Those both seem like very uh, kind-hearted celebrities to follow. <laughs> yeah, Britney's like leading the revolution now, so I guess I should get on board. Uh, we've got another question from Jay Saki. He says, now that Dennis Detwiller has released an entire absolutely amazing campaign around the King in Yellow called Impossible Landscapes, which starts the, with the scenario Night Floors, will you get Ross Payton to run y'all through the whole thing? Pretty please. It's a wild fucking ride. I think I should be the one that goes on there and none of you guys, and I'm just really combative the entire time with <laughs> yeah i think that's a good i'd like that and i won't leave until it's finished but i make it as hard the as the campaign possible. yeah well <laughs> frankly this town's not big enough for uh for both of our podcasts so uh rppr watch your back <laughs> i would i would love to do that yeah that would yeah, be great i don't sounds fun wanna, yeah if Ross has the time, that would be a huge commitment. <laughs> yes, it would. It, it would be really fun and really nice. I absolutely loved playing in uh, Night Floors, and to go back into that world would be a lot of fucking fun. I, I think that's such a cool, weird scenario. Uh, yeah, I would love to love to do more of it. That would be super. I would too. Super cool. Yeah, I mean, once we get the patreon up there's it's not out of the realm of possibility if we hit a goal that was high enough to run a second campaign on the patreon we also have to do get pins uh before we do that to give to him 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> he right. was kind enough to give yeah. us all enamel pins with the RPPR logos. Super cool. And we got another question. It's from Xylopia on Reddit. It said, did they ever finish the road construction work around Zach's house? Parentheses. Yes, we saw you on the news, Zach. Mwahaha. Which is horrifying. Docs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on the news. Uh, they are doing construction in front of my house. It was, uh, I got a letter that said it would be done November of 2019. And it just got asphalt two days ago. So. Yeah, I when I came to get all my stuff from your house, I didn't realize that and I stepped in it and I have tar all over my shoe. <laughs> yep. Nice. It is, uh, yeah. Did you drive through it? No. Oh. They, had cone, <laughs> they had cones up. I just literally didn't, I didn't think why they would have put cones up. I thought- <laughs> Some idiot left cones in the middle of the road. <laughs> I just stepped right in it and I'm like- what the fuck? <laughs> Luke, Luke Gensman, valedictorian of Ozark High School. Yeah. If you Google my name and go to videos, my speech is on there. Nice. Wow. Yeah. We should, maybe we can live stream and watch along. Yeah. yeah. We can do that at the end. How, <laughs> how long is it? Like yeah. t- three minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, then yeah. <laughs> It's really uh, bad, too. <laughs> we got another question here. Uh, Colonel Demanche, Colonel underscore Demanche. It's Colonel. Oh, that's my bad. Like Tylenol. I showed Taylor Clue last night. She'd never seen the movie Clue. I haven't so either. I haven't either. Last night. It's streaming on Netflix, and it's an absolute delight. Uh, this question is, what does Drew do in his free time? He plays Minecraft. <laughs> in the mouth heart. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is he a uh, Twitch streamer? <laughs> Probably before and after the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He actually, what if he was like a legit Twitch streamer? Yeah. <laughs> he does like how-to videos on Minecraft, but he's like not good at all. <laughs> oh, I think Drew would be really good at Minecraft. People just <laughs> watch yeah, people it to hear his voice. Uh, so maybe he is more successful than, what was his uh, cousin's name? Emmett? Yeah. Yeah. Emmett, the EMT. <laughs> <laughs> he also I was looking at his videos the other day and uh he favorited uh he actually has a secret ASMR YouTube channel too. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Can you give us all. a little a little uh clip True. into that, Zach? Uh, hello everybody. I just think that um, I know it's been a while since you've come into my salon. <laughs> I hated all that. Uh, Tingles, tingles, baby, tingles. (laughs) Get those crinkles, get those tinkles. Another question from That gave me like three sneezes, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nearly there, baby. Uh, What's everyone's favorite horror movie? And this is going to lead us into a few questions in a row about media. Uh, so get ready. Uh, what's everyone's favorite horror movie or the very first, very great one that comes to mind? Mine fluctuates all the time. It follows is a great answer. Uh, but I fell in love with the conjuring, the very first conjuring. And Mm. I still rank it up there as one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I think it's really, really well done. The witch Uh, is up there for me too. The witch is amazing. The witch is awesome. Um, I got to say my favorite all time is alien. Oh, hell yeah. 
It's such a perfect movie. And then uh, my favorite recently is probably uh, Uncut Gems. <laughs> yeah. I get I, horror. I consider it horror. Oh yeah, man! Watch it again. Like the the no stress thanks. reaction you get from the movie is exactly like a great horror movie. I saw it three times and loved it. I also before we went and saw it watched Good Time, which is like Good Time is even, awesome, even crazier. <laughs> I still haven't seen that one. It's really good. It's on Netflix. It's It'll on my give list. You a heart attack, dude! It's stressful. He is our greatest working actor, though. I like honestly believe that about this generation better than of, michael shannon yeah i think he's got more wrench i can't wait for his batman did michael you see shannon michael shannon play comedy great. in that christmas movie with joseph he's Gordon really Levitt good and it. seth rogan <laughs> and anthony mackie no it is it's really delicious uh justin, justin and i saw that one together in theaters justin you got a favorite horror movie i don't i don't do a lot of horror movies even though i'm always super interested in them uh i have trouble with the the expectation of jump scares taking all the enjoyment out for me just like being mm-hmm. like there's probably going to be a jump scare because this camera angle is this way and it's edited this way and then i just like yeah i have a lot of trouble actually getting to just sit there and like get myself into it i think uh but best like horror like adjacent thing the hannibal tv show is really fucked up and weird oh um, wonderful wonderful uh, answer that's a really good answer it's that's so a good, good horror thing and it's really well done yeah, yeah it's like it's like is it horror i don't it's like parts of it are horror and parts are like this there's weird a lot of drama it. and it's like it's so also soundtrack wise some of my yeah. favorite weird creepy soundtrack shit ever oh um actually uh, I really liked Enemy a lot, and a, a lot of that was soundtrack. Yeah, it's a good great. one. That was good. It follows was like one of those things though too, where I I really liked it, like thinking about it, but watching it, I just was like always waiting for a jump scare, and because of that, I feel like it's harder for me to actually just enjoy it for whatever reason. If that makes any yeah. sense, it's just like I'm waiting for that noise to fuck me up instead of like focusing on the horror of what's actually happening. So, dude. I have so many horror movies in my mind. I love that genre. It's even the shitty ones are great. Yeah, Luke showed me my favorite horror movie is my own mind, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite horror picture. Luke, one night we were hanging out, and he was like, "Have you seen Drag Me to Hell?" And I was like, "No." That one is really. We had a blast. It was so fun. Uh, I think my favorite is The Shining. Like, I I don't think I've seen anything that rivals that experience for me because I saw it. A little too early and so it, it, i saw it in like sixth or seventh grade and it it left a real mark <laughs> the scariest movie i've ever seen is sixth sense when i was 10 oh holy like, shit every time i went to the bathroom at night same dude i was uh, it, the other thing is i was like really into ghosts at the time and i never thought about them being <laughs> scary and like wounded and then i was convinced <laughs> i was just gonna see like a bloody fucking ghost like right as soon i was as like I, dude yeah, my every mom night, is gonna be uh, the bathroom is at the end of this long ass dark hallway and i would just like sit at my door there was like a few months when i would just like weigh if i really needed to go <laughs> <laughs> when i was in the second grade i watched the ring and that terrified oh, me. Oh shit, the ring is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, did you just say that. second grade? Second grade? It came <laughs> out in 2002. I was in the second grade. Oh my god. You were probably in the third grade. <laughs> I was a super duper scaredy cat kid and horror movies freaked me the fuck out to like crying hysterics. Ooh. And we were trying to watch uh, The Faculty and John Stewart in that movie gets all of his fingers cut off 
at Ooh. one point and I ran screaming out of the room and I was kind of like huddled in a corner and my evil sister comes running in and going, look, my fingers are gone. And she's holding down her fingers into her fist <laughs> at like, she, she had to have been, you know, six years old maybe. And she was fucking with me, the older brother. It was, uh, it was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> That is Which, exactly what I imagine your relationship with your sister is still like. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I call her in to kill the spiders for me, and she tortures me about it. <laughs> I got one more before we move on. Oh, hit it. Okay, the House of the Devil or anything that Ty West directs. All I've heard those movies. are really good. He did one of the, in that movie VHS, he did one of those. Oh, which was a great movie yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say recently Mandy was oh, Mandy like was Mandy's wonderful maybe not horror it. like it's a thriller I guess technically oh it's uh, pretty but horrific thrillers yeah. are definitely my like jam more than horror same typically. that's if we're doing thrillers I can run there's too many like thrillers are definitely <laughs> yeah the way it goes for me you gotta say hereditary too hereditary I was just about to bring up because that is like if we want to talk about like horrific movies yeah that's that the scene with the... Yeah, I'm going to transition <laughs> because I haven't seen that yeah, one yet. Either. Just finally oh watched Midsommar. God, dude, but it's going to fuck I, you up. It's so yes, much it will. Let's move on to the different. next one. Mary X. Lupin. Marie X. Lupin asks everyone, what is your favorite piece of Lovecraftian media? Books, movies, comics, etc. Or is playing tabletops your main slash only exposure to the genre? Thomas, can you please start since you said that you read Lovecraft earlier? Uh, yeah, in my early 20s, uh, I read uh, a lot of the Lovecraft stories. I don't know if I really had a favorite because they're kind of at this point just like interesting historical artifacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's one that is not Lovecraft, but it's from like the 1890s or something. Uh, the Willows, 1907 uh, by Algernon Blackwood. Um, it's just what a, a really, name. it's just a really creepy story about like these two guys going down, um, the Danube river, like on a canoe trip. Anyway, it's, it's just really, it's, it was really influential for like the, the tone of a lot of the things we all enjoy. So that's my, that's my out of left field answer. I don't remember if it really went anywhere. I've, I remember kind of being dissatisfied in the ending maybe, but I, I did enjoy the ride and it's just Typical. like, it's got atmosphere out the fucking ass. Um, and it's not uh, racist like all of Lovecraft stories. So that helps. My yeah. ans- my answer actually. So I haven't read a whole lot of Lovecraft. I think I've read maybe f- three or four of the short stories. Uh, but one of my favorite pieces of media is called the uh, the Ballad of Black Tom, and it's one of his stories. It's the uh, horror at uh, Red Hook from the viewpoint of his black servant in that story. Whoa! Oh, that's cool. I've it's heard it's really amazing. really good. It's a it's a novella. You can read it in a night. It's really really well done. I read really slow. <laughs> uh, I've I've never read anything by H.P. Lovecraft. I haven't either. <laughs> uh, I know that's kind of like uh, maybe fucked up, but uh, you should also, when we when we get off of here, you should read like Call of Cthulhu because it's not that long and it's really cool for just the the world of like unnatural horrors that it introduces and you'd Agreed. understand I, you'd have more yeah. context to say photogon all the time <laughs> which i do <laughs> so probably my favorite lovecraftian media is got to be the yellow wallpaper which i just recently brought up during one of the 
integral scenes of the last episode of this last arc. And what's cool uh, for me, like that story means a lot to me personally, uh, because I once went insane and was trapped inside <laughs> a room that my husband had locked me in because I was anxious. Uh, no, uh, so like I was obsessed with that book ever since I, or the, since the, that short story, ever since I read it for the first time when I was in sixth grade. And then I studied English in college the first time and I read it in two other classes actually, and it brought it back for me. And then, uh, turns out that the girl I was dating who then, uh, was also named Taylor and is also my wife now. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, that is actually her favorite short story. And so she teaches it in her English classes. I think she finds a way to push it in there. And so it's always on my mind. Anyway, love that short story. It's very creepy. Yeah, I've never read Lovecraft, but I've seen some like movies based on his stuff. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't realize it was Lovecraft, but I saw um, From Beyond. It's like an 80s like kind of B movie, uh, but it was scary when I was a kid. And I remember it being good. And then I recently watched <laughs> Color Out of Space with Nick Cage. Oh, hell yeah. That was really fun. I want to, that's on my list of quarantine movies. I'm gonna, yeah, it's, it's one I, I, check out soon. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then I recently played the uh, Call of Cthulhu game on the Switch, which was fun, but took me like five hours to beat. So not really worth the price. <laughs> so one of my favorite Lovecraft adjacent things, which actually kind of got me more into it, was like the weird true detective season one shit where they talk about oh, Carcosa yeah. and the Yellow King. And it's like kind of in the weird background and shit. That actually was like one of the first times I was like, oh, what is all like, what's the Yellow King? What's this? What's Carcosa? Like, I don't I didn't really know anything before watching that. And it added this weird, like supernatural tinge to a what is more kind of grounded in reality and all the cultists and stuff like so ah, shit yeah. i'm gonna rewatch that I, yeah I've, I've been thinking about it a lot lately for some reason i don't know but that's mine i have Probably I actually we have a lot of time on our hands yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's mine i actually like i'm i'm kind of like some of the other people i haven't read any lovecraft stuff i've actually been meaning to read the willows also that's on my list so when thomas brought that up i was like "Ooh, someone i know actually has read this i added a bunch of horror books to my to read list so i'm excited oh, to nice. dive into some it's a it's a good one when i was i haven't done it in a few years but for a while i was really in the habit of reading like our no sleep stories before bed and stuff <laughs> interesting um, <laughs> and, i've been doing uh, that they're, they're perfect for it because they're like they're short they're, they're spooky and engaging the only problem is it's it just gets so hard to like find an actually good one. Uh, For sure. I just go to like, and I feel like the writer base has gotten maybe younger. Yeah. Uh, so there's just a lot of bad writing mistakes. Yeah. I literally last night I hadn't been to no sleep in a long time, but I just went to top of the year and started reading. Those That's always good, good. Yeah. This is something I don't know if you guys have, but like I said, with like horror movies specifically, it's like prepping for that jump scare is like too much for me sometimes for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because I know video editing and camera work and other stuff and kind of like the technical details of how they're prepping to do certain things in horror stuff. Sometimes it's like, oh, they're probably going to do a jump scare. And then I get like more psyched out instead of like just kind of like soaking in the, the ambiance yeah. or whatever. But reading horror ha does not have that effect on me at all. And so I find myself when I read scary stories, 
or like a comic book or other stuff, I really enjoy that. And so I think I'm going to start diving more because I love like the story of horror. It's just the way so many horror movies are shot is so jump scare heavy or you're even if it's not jump scare heavy, I've been like my mind is expecting it constantly. So it like takes it. It takes me out of it instead of like just getting to like wallow in the the weirdness or whatever. I get really annoyed when non horror movies have uh, like set up shots over somebody's shoulder in a mirror or something. Yeah, exactly. I was I was watching Walking Dead recently because uh, my parents watch it, and I was just kind of like. I was like, oh, I guess I'll hang out and watch it with you guys or whatever. And it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, there's going to be a jump scare here. And almost every time there is, but it's still like it's because they always put like a stinger with audio and the other stuff. It always gets me because it'd be the same as like if someone just yelled at you randomly out of nowhere sure. in your everyday life, you'd be like, Ugh. it's just like that sound and the, the way it's usually cut and edited. It always like it always works on me. <laughs> like it's really hard to get a good one. A good jump scare. Yeah. The, uh, I, th- I think they Haunting have their of place Hill House sure. had my absolute favorite jump scare of all time. It's so the Netflix fucking series. well done. Yeah. Everyone talked about that jump scare and I didn't want to spoil it for myself, but I haven't watched the series yet. The whole series I loved, but that jump scare was, it, it's an all time for me. It's so well done. Is it more of a slow burn kind of horror thing or is it pretty jump scare heavy or? Uh, both. It's a slow burn because it's a series. Yeah. You know, they have to stretch out the horror for yeah. eight episodes or whatever it was, but there are some good jump scares in it. But like I said, they're well done. Like it, it's, it, it's, I it's think they're one of my favorite it. ones ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's so well done. It, it made my soul fly out of my body in such a great way. <laughs> it took me four episodes before I was like, Oh yeah. That's the other I'm thing. It, 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 it does take a few episodes. I agree. And, but then it became one of my favorite. I heard it's like a really Netflix good, done. it's like a really good family drama. That's also a horror thing. Like yeah. it's not yeah, just totally. scary. It's like actually like a well acted. There's thing. also one episode that's all one take and it's really well done. Yeah, they, they did a good job on that shot. Yeah, that, that's on my list How long for sure. is that shot? Well, so, I mean, it's there's trickery involved, but it's the episode. I mean, they don't cut for the whole episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. But there is one sequence that is like 12 minutes long wow. where they actually like don't have yeah. any like... Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, the, I read that on the IMDb trivia that like that one of their longest not actually it's super long cuts yeah it's super duper long they they did a whole thing where because that the whole show takes place between two time periods and they they did a camera transition between sets to do the time change at one point there's a whole behind the scenes of that episode that's so so freaking cool well and that leads us into to another question about whether or not clark bishop's character uh is based on jonas convald from dark Oh yeah, I, I would never like seen to say Dark. sure, but I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I know I I didn't think uh, either of you had. Um, it's actually it's pretty good. It, it would be a good quarantine watch. I've heard nothing but good things about that show, but the first time that I put it on, I was too high to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is all subtitles. Um, I heard it described as grown up Stranger Things. That's a pretty good way to put it, actually. What about grown ups two and Stranger Things? That would be great. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, so there's this time travel thing going on in this town and no spoilers. They, they, I'm, I won't spoil it, but they set it up. So it's a certain amount of years between like time traveling windows and they just like very like carefully do it. So it avoids all of the unpleasantness that happened in Germany <laughs> oh, <laughs> during, during some certain years, which is a good call, but it's a little like, hmm. 
<laughs> Interesting. No Nazis in this story. No Nazis. <laughs> only before and after. Millennium Hand is who asked that question, by the way. Millennium Hand. German is like a really uh, funny language to to read the subtitles of and then like hear it because the subtitles will be like, are you all right? And they're like, das ist in Ordnung. <laughs> right, are you learning German? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I will watch that. I'm excited to watch it, and then I'll steal all the ideas to finish up Clark's arc. All right. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I think Taylor would really like it, too. Probably. Uh, she's also very into this exact kind of TV. We actually watched uh, Haunted Hill House, Haunting Heil House uh, twice. Didn't mean to say Heil. So uh, we got a question from the quiet shouter. Oh, my God. Thomas has pulled down his shirt so (laughs) deeply to reveal all of his chest hair and both of his nipples, which he is rubbing vigorously. (laughs) Well, the podcast got us these nice webcams and I've got to make a little extra money somehow. So (laughs) I honestly have been thinking about like, would I get kicked off uh, like a porn campsite if I just went on like with my two kittens? Oh, hey guys, look at these. Not if your dick's out. There you go. (laughs) Probably even just like one ball would be fine. Mm -hmm. One ball in it. That's like what I'm into. Just some real Lance Armstrong Hitler shit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't take it out of context, but they both have one testicle. Uh, All right. So, uh, all right. (laughs) God. Well, you guys didn't get that from just like the thing I said. Well, just, I don't know. You said Heil earlier, and I got all confused. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm really Zach, sorry. Zach becoming a Nazi. I don't think so. Uh, so Quarantine <laughs> does strange things to us all. Not that, thankfully. Z- We've Zach got a question. Nazi now. It's... <laughs> All right. Uh, With the fun Jojo Rabbit Nazis. Dude, that movie was incredible. <laughs> that movie was uh, great. We got a question from The Quiet Shouter who asks, what is each character's favorite musical? Drew's is The Producers. Mine oh, is nice. Wicked. I don't know about Keith, but... <laughs> John Lee Pettymore is, is uh, Guys and Dolls because it was the one he was in in high school. Yep. Clark's is Wizard of Oz. He likes Aww. the idea of getting the courage and the brains and the heart. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> um, Wolf the Dogs would be Phantom of the Opera because he likes how that guy lurks around <laughs> yes. in the theater all the time. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> a personal, a personal hero. Yeah, he's like, he's like, this show needs a narrator. <laughs> Luke, what about Keith Vigna? Do you think he's ever seen a musical? Probably not. I mean, he's seen The Wizard of Oz, so he would probably just hop on and say that. Um, I don't know. How would Keith Vigna pronounce Les Miserables? He would... uh, He 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 wouldn't wouldn't. try. (laughs) (laughs) Les Miserables. Exactly. We've got another question from Quiet Shatter asks, what book recommendations do y'all have for the fine folks in the Contention Book Club? Uh, right now I'm reading The Plague by Camus because uh, it seemed thematically appropriate and it's good. I think I'm an anarcho-syndicalist now, so not really. <laughs> so that's nice. Um, I've been reading a book called Why Buddhism is True by a behavioral psychology anthropologist that's really cool. As I am on my mindfulness bullshit, basically talking about how like the teachings of 
Buddhism are like actually still ringing true in modern psychology and how they apply to humans as we have evolved from living in villages and stuff, but we still like freak out over the same things that we've always freaked out over because our brains aren't that much evolved from <laughs> those past times. Mm-hmm. It is a very mm-hmm. cool book and he's very funny. That's he's dope. very funny. Otherwise it would not be fun to read. <laughs> uh, I would recommend house of leaves. I always loved that. And any fan of this podcast would probably find something to like in it. Uh, and then also the next question is from uh, the modest light who brings up uh, John dies at the end, which is uh, I love that book too. And mm-hmm. a fan of this podcast would also find a lot to enjoy in there. If you've found that um, you don't read as much as you once did or would like to because of the internet or just the world or whatever, I just read uh, kitchen confidential by Anthony Bourdain. And it's, you know, it's a book I'd always heard about, uh, but it was really entertaining. It's a really quick read and it like really helped put that reading habit back into my life. And it became a lot easier after like having a book that I could just, that was like a page turner that I could just scorch through to like make time to read each day now. That's awesome. So, so did living in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real quick to give a suggestion for a book uh, for the contention book club would just be uh, Dianetics, the modern science of (laughs) (laughs) by Dianetics Jr. Much better than Krishna. (laughs) Dianetics Jr. Much better better indeed. indeed. Oh no. And all you people here, you're tremendous. Except the people in the left. When you're smoking on a big ass 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 of weed with me. I think I'll probably read John Dies at the End because I've seen the movie like five times over the past many years. And like... (laughs) The movie, it's... Did you like it? Are you... So you've you've seen it many times because you like it? I loved it, yeah. So I... It's the weirdest thing that that movie starts out so perfectly stuck to the book like the first act is is verbatim from the book and then it goes really wild at the end i wonder mm. if they ran out of budget or something it 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 really screws with the story and it leaves out a huge chunk that's like a whole like arc in the book it's it's really wild how how crazy that movie went i'm really glad that i didn't read it first then yeah <laughs> cuz like it was fun i have not seen the movie or read the book but i should so far in quarantine, I went back and read uh, Cat's Cradle again. I Anything Vonnegut is always good. Yes. Read Breakfast of Champions. And then I read uh, The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. It's really short and fun. And then I've been reading a lot of Cormac McCarthy books. So I read, uh, shit, I forget the name of one of them. Uh, Child of God was interesting. It's pretty short, too. Uh, and I'm reading Blood Meridian right now. And it's very violent and it's cool i really like uh douglas adams i think that's probably yeah. i haven't read john dies at the end but i'm guessing that my favorite book by him uh which is dirk gently's holistic detective agency probably has a super super fun yeah probably has a similar vibe i don't know also that was a crazy tv series uh, I don't know if you guys it's saw on that my list. with Elijah It's on Wood. Hulu right now. What <laughs> yeah, is it? It's, Dirk it's two seasons of very fun television. With Elijah Wood, if I'm not mistaken. It is Elijah Wood indeed. Uh, really fucking silly and very, very fun. Anon Anono asks, okay, I've got a real scandalous one. Kiss, marry, kill, past, present, future. <laughs> I love kiss. Give a little spooch. Yeah, kisses. <laughs> Give a little spooch, brother. <laughs> 
Yeah, you gotta, you gotta kill your past. <laughs> gotta kill your past. Gotta. Kill the past, kiss the present, marry the future. Boom. Yeah, that's mine for sure. No, I think you gotta uh, you kiss gotta the future. The you gotta marry the present. You gotta marry the yeah, present. You gotta be you grounded. Gotta be in you gotta, yeah, you gotta be grounded in that present, baby. But but without without completely killing the possibility of the future, you want to give it you a do smooch. Have to look forward to it with a gentle smooch. But yeah, sometimes a kiss can lead to the future. But uh, right now, my present is uh, is coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. So. I would kill it. <laughs> I would kill it to do anything to the future. <laughs> whatever you want, future, I'll do whatever you need, baby. Whatever the yeah. <laughs> to ride this wave, uh, I've got some great news. Uh, I mentioned last week's uh, on last week's episode that my dad uh, went in and got tested for COVID, and his test came back negative. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Woo. Ow, ow, ow. Two days later, his fever broke, and he's feeling no symptoms, and my mom has not gotten sick or gotten any symptoms, but they're both still doing a full 14-day quarantine to make sure, and I am proud of them both and super happy that they don't hopefully have it. Because it could be a false negative, but hopefully not. Yeah. So It's it's wild how much the symptoms mirrored it, and then to be negative, that's that's awesome, dude. It's also wild some of the like false... The, like oh, no. the tests are kind of bad, especially depending on where they came from. Like some of them fail up to like 30% Oof. of the time. So yeah, but your mom's fine probably. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. <laughs> oh, he was frozen. I see. I thought he was Oh reacting. yeah, I did too. I, I thought was he frozen. was frozen. Yeah. 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 Did someone say something mean about my dad? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said anything about the, but the truth about your... <laughs> About your shitty fucking dad. No, Denny Denny is amazing. Maybe one of the best people (laughs) to have ever existed. He's a good one. Uh, Hey, question, Joe. Yo. Do do we need to wrap this thing up? Oh, no, I can keep going. Okay. I assume everyone else is on a uh, similar sleep schedule to me. So let's keep pushing. Yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought you were just making okay, a statement. Sorry. <laughs> Not asking a question. No, sorry. <laughs> when my statements are supposed to be questions, um, just so forceful. We got a question from at Snuggles McSquig. <laughs> nice. Does each cast member have a favorite character they'd created for a past campaign they wish they could bring into a new one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dr. Dr. Denny Dennison. I really hope makes an appearance at some point. Dr. Denny Dennison was great. That was a what really a, good character. He was a cult surgeon. Yeah, he was a doctor surgeon for a cult. Uh, I think I got kicked out of it. You did get kicked out of it. <laughs> uh, I don't remember how. He was just nasty and gross. He, he was always trying to collect bodies. Yeah, he developed a poop fetish God. at one point. He sounds like a joy. Zach yeah, that was gave fun. me that one, so... <laughs> Yeah, Luke. Literally, when I gave him that fetish, uh, just ran with it. He stood up and he said, "Okay, I'm gonna play this out. I'll be right back." And he walked out of the room, and we all sat there. And then he walked back in, and he set up a chair as the toilet, which is like he got this fetish from like finding a clue inside a toilet that was filled with 
shit. He, he found it in a turd, right? Yeah. And yeah. then like, as he found it, like a bunch of the brood, yeah, like, yeah, like came out of the, 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 the fecal matter as well. And so he, he acted out like charade style him with this chair as the toilet and then him acting out the entire scene of pulling out and all the facial expressions to come with it. And that's when I knew that I was in a very good, fun role-playing group. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's mine. Miss him forever. I have three, actually, La-dee-da. from like three really different... I'm fucking you, you make, sorry, you Joe, but if you fucking show characters, the fuck I guess. Up. Joe, some of us take role-playing seriously, and I know you don't. <laughs> I've looked at Joe's notes, and it's just he just writes penis over and over again. With, with diagrams? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're really good at drawing. All my plots are dick What if anyway? Joe spent all his time role-playing just trying to imagine what each character's penis looks like? <laughs> That's my style, like, baby. That's the most excited thing. Like <laughs> He's not listening to anything Zach says. <laughs> Except, like, except for how it might inform look? what like the dude's <laughs> fucking junk looks like. It's like describe this squamous tube monster. More. How confident <laughs> is how confident is this guy? <laughs> What's his walk look like? <laughs> I can tell you very confidently, confidence has nothing to do with size. <laughs> <laughs> um no, uh we talked about the Scion campaign before. I uh, really loved my guy who uh, killed Saddam Hussein. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was a Kurd. He was a Kurdish rebel. He was really fun to play as because he had a bunch of like weird skills and was like kind of a weird character to be with all those other. I mean, in Scion, everyone's kind yeah, of yeah, but he had a lot of guns but... and knives and swords. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fun and a weird, like, magical god thing to be like, yeah, I have a, so, I have a fucking gun, though. <laughs> and then uh, from the Patreon episode, I really loved my guy who had the little tiny teleporting cat Agent Wolf. in his pocket. Yeah, Agent Wolf. Yeah, uh, I actually good. really liked him. And uh, more, I just liked that he had a little teleporting cat that lived in his, like, dress shirt pocket (laughs) and then in one of my D &D campaigns where i first got introduced to role playing i had a weird minotaur blacksmith character who had a big hammer and one of my other friends was a dragon person or whatever i don't there's they're called dragon dragon is it okay he was a dragonborn wait is that uh, no it might be skyrim i I think it's dragonborn (laughs) it's it's both right yeah yeah um but he uh our DM let us do a combo attack where he would heat up my hammer as though I was going to do some sick ass blacksmith shit with That's it and awesome. then like bash people away. And he also had a bunch of grappling moves. So he's just like, hitting people with this huge hammer that's almost like melted while like suplexing <laughs> other DD characters that's so that's really fun he was very Joe, fun. that character that you had on the same patreon episode as agent wolf yeah. was one of my favorite characters that we've had on the show oh thank you i liked him too he was uh he was uh he was psycho <laughs> <laughs> he was unfeeling <laughs> Clark is definitely my favorite character I've ever played, but I also really liked the first time I ever played with you guys. I had a character named Stacy Bloom, and he was a wide-eyed new kid on in law enforcement, let alone Delta Green. So I it was I was able to play my own real reactions to 
feeling you guys out about how to play this new game I've never played before. I could do it through the guise of this wide-eyed new character. And to give uh, listeners uh, an idea of what Stacy Bloom walked into, uh, he joined right after the other players had just run through Last Things Last into the shotgun scenario Metamorphosis. So... Uh, last things last is the one we were talking about earlier and then metamorphosis is a shotgun scenario for delta green and those two pair very very well and then joe came in and they were all explaining what happened uh in the last session and his eyes were fucking massive (laughs) (laughs) it was quite the world to be thrown into yeah thomas Uh, thomas i would i would agree with joe that john lee pettymore is probably the favorite my favorite character i've ever played um but uh, that same Scion game Justin was talking about, <laughs> uh, I played a David Bowie-inspired superhero named Aladdin Sane, uh, who so was good. like a legitimate pop star and uh, in the That's world. Dope. So I got to like make up dumb little songs and stuff. Can um, you give us a taste it, of one of those? It was so fun. <laughs> the, yeah, the one we all, the, the one people seem to remember. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best one. It was, yeah, we, we were playing this game at Christmas time. So I was talking about like the profits from my, from my numerous Christmas albums. And I brought up the song <laughs> Christmas time in London town. <laughs> and they're like, well, how does that go? And it goes, it's Christmas time in London town. The skies are gray and the streets are brown. <laughs> <laughs> the streets are brown. Is the my streets favorite. are brown. We all just kind of looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really fun campaign. And then my very first D and D character was uh, an Era Kokra, which is a bird person. And Ooh, that was yeah, cool. I, I love named myself Harvey Birdman, and uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. My two uh, would be my Pathfinder character and the only game of Pathfinder I played uh, for like two or three sessions before I bailed (laughs) because we started making this podcast and I didn't have time for literally anything else in my life ever again was his name was Alexander Eamon and he was a bard halfling and his name was Alexander Eamon and if you shortened it, his name was Alex Eamon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, yep it t- i think that, it took- that got a yeah from luke like a- <laughs> yeah uh-oh. It, uh-oh. It, took, it took andy way longer to realize that i mean as soon as i heard it i was like yeah that's dope yeah the other players <laughs> and the gm didn't realize until the third or fourth session uh, after which I and bailed. Is, and is a sweet boy. I stole all their gold and I <laughs> left to go try to save my sister and ended up giving a uh, virus, like a disease, to an entire town downriver. So, uh, yeah, the other one was uh, I really liked the Delta Green shotgun scenario burner uh, that Ross Payton wrote. Uh, I played a Brolo named Brody and. Uh, there was a fun scene in that one where I got to, um, uh, you know, make a bunch of Molotov cocktails and bust open the doors of a saloon while blasting Eye of the Tiger. And I had taken like the grime from the floor of the bar and like rubbed it underneath my eyes to, to become a warrior. And then I died. That uh, that is still one of the most fun uh, sessions I've ever played in, and your actions in it like opened up the insane possibilities of role playing for me. I'd never played Delta Green, 
and you were like so confident as like you're we we played all these people who came together when like shit hits the fan at this strip mall and i think you were just like the teenager who worked at a cell phone store right yeah <laughs> and you were just like really confidently like playing with the world and what you were allowed to do and i was like oh that's dope Thank you. I hid in yeah. a bathroom and posted on Reddit a bunch at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, you like it was like, what's Zach doing? And he's like, yeah, I'm just on my phone in the bathroom. Uh, but then you were also like, you had snuck into the bar and you made the Molotovs without us like really knowing. I was just passing Sam notes and he was having me do like secret checks. And then like he basically passed me a note that was like, all right, narrate your cool scene of you like coming out of the bar with all your Molotovs. And um yeah, uh, Molotovs didn't help. Uh, the shotgun that I didn't have <laughs> ammo for didn't help. It was <laughs> the was fact that fucked. we all got real shit faced didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there were like seven players at the table, and two people yeah, were sharing was, one player. Huge. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. God bless Sam. All right, uh, very anyone? very much so. Yeah. Uh, anyone else have any players? I think that's it. All right, cool. Uh, so they actually had another question. Snuggles McSquig asked, are there any other systems anyone is interested in trying? Something like Never Going Home, which is a World War One Cthulhu RPG with beautiful art. Well, I've never heard of it until now, but yeah, that sounds dope. As I've said before, love to get more into Dungeon World and really learn that system a little bit better. Uh, I have the book. The book is also very cool and fun to read. I've been really wanting to get into uh, like super stripped down RPG stuff. Uh, Sam actually ran us that weird like homebrew thing where it was like the most stripped down ever. I'd like to go like a couple steps above that where it's like, yeah, there's a thing called a Rises or R-I-S-U-S. It's free on the internet. Uh, people said it's a really good introductory way to do role-playing stuff, uh, just in case anyone else was looking for that like I was a couple days ago. Rises. <laughs> the anything RPG. Ooh, Rises is Latin for laughter. Ooh. It's a... Uh, I think it's just like a very like bare bones, like you can kind of apply it to whatever stuff you want it to be, which sounds really interesting to me. I kind of like that. Like Zach said, I kind of, what can I do that? Like, I want to do like cooperative storytelling more than like gameplay functionality. It's like we can play a video game together if we really want to get down into that stuff. But I'd rather have like the uh, just a a, th- a loose set of rules to guide a story Agreed. is kind of what i there's like there's a lot of like single page rpgs that i'd love to play i'll do whatever zach runs <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> same yeah i've always really wanted to play like a, a long-term uh, sci-fi campaign uh same like the star wars one or something no like that, no or i really wouldn't want it to be like in a star wars world just i got gotcha. bigs but like yeah having fun in a space opera setting would be dope this is one that I would be interested <laughs> in if Zach would run it. No, stop sharing. Screen screenshots. And it ruins UGO RPG does one exist. Anybody has a UGO RPG? Boy, howdy. I've been wanting to play in a, a Deadlands. It's the Weird West one. It sounds Ooh. like it'd be super cool. The Deadlands did look super cool. Dope. Did, you guys, uh, did you guys listen to Deadlands? I did. Adventure Time live episode? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, it's no. super funny. 
Wait. Oh, gotcha. Yes. That was really Adventure, fun. Adventure Zone, not Adventure yeah, Zone. Yeah, so I got yeah. super confused. <laughs> Ooh, an Adventure Time RPG would be fun as fuck. Yeah, I bet be there dope. is one. Oh, I'm a big Star Trek nerd. I'd love to play the Star Trek role-playing game. Apparently, it's super cool because you have like your character, but also you have like ship traits that you, when you're on the ship like you hit maneuver it and stuff it, it looks super cool that's exactly the kind of thing i want to play where we're like the crew of a spaceship going yeah, around right. to different like well instead of that uh what we are probably going to play <laughs> soon is uh someone made a playset for fiasco based on tiger king <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> I just sent a message. Uh, there is an Adventure Time uh, tabletop RPG. Nice. Sick. And fun. this is the entire set of rules and everything, so that'd be fun. Very fun. Uh, we've got another question here from Dazed underscore Wanderer asks, one, what the fuck, Zach? Spelled my name wrong, so <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Dazed underscore Wanderer? Back at you. Number two, uh, was everything in the storage lockers K cells? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so next week, or basically, here's what I'm thinking is uh, I would like to do another Q&A that is a plot Q&A where we can talk about like things that the characters have learned and then oh, connecting yeah, some of those dots together. Let's give the people what they want. More Q&As. <laughs> <laughs> I think now is a really good time to uh, get the plot like ironed out and have you guys ready to um, head into the next arc of this story. Uh, so we will answer that question on that episode number three how's ropo they still on that <laughs> grind to lose weight they are i feed them less than you're supposed to you're the correct amount for a <laughs> diet <laughs> and then they they chase each other around uh so i'm hoping that's what does it any fitness tips from you guys yeah get ropo hitting the weights <laughs> get ropo fucking jacked you should start dude. chasing both of them for their food chasing them yeah you should you should chase them to really get them motivated. And you should have Taylor film it and send it to me privately. <laughs> my my personal <laughs> What do you want uh, me to wear? My personal fitness <laughs> tip for the uh for the coronavirus apocalypse to everyone out there is to uh, get your yoga mats out of the closet and put them in the living room but then never fucking do shit with them. <laughs> Mine are in the living room, but I've been working out almost every day. Oh, nice. I've been working out a, boy. a couple times a day. Because I'm drinking a yeah, lot yeah. of beer. A couple times a day? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I've been going yeah. on runs. I run Ooh. a small and cave and back. Nice. Oh, nice. I've lost uh, 15 pounds in the last uh, 24 Congratulations. days. Congratulations. Yeah, Congrats, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you. That's awesome. How much of that was from the haircut? <laughs> <laughs> 12. <laughs> <laughs> Our beloved chuckling boy asks if the next campaign you played could not be in the Cthulhu family of game systems, rude, DG, COC, Pulp Trail, etc. What would it be and why is it Red Markets? I don't What's know red what markets? Red Markets is, but let's do that one. Yeah. <laughs> red Markets is it's apparently good enough for chuckling dope. boy. It's good enough for me. 
<laughs> I've heard only great things, and I know Ross Payton is really into it, which would make sense because it's written by Caleb Stokes, who lives around here and nice. is on oh. RPR, RPPR a fair amount. And That's wrote cool. a really, he also wrote a really dope campaign called God's Teeth that he ran on RPPR that is being published currently or being worked on to be published by Delta Green currently. And yeah, uh, Red Markets is basically a survival game where you are mm. in a zombie world, but then your supplies run low and you have to go out on missions. And like the more intense the mission is, the better like rewards are available on that, you know, and basically you're trying to survive and make a world for yourself. So the the description is really interesting online. Uh, Red markets, a game of economic horror. (laughs) Yes. Uh, In red markets, characters risk their lives trading between the massive quarantine zones containing a zombie outbreak and the uh, remains of civilization. That sounds Red dope. Markets uses the traditional uh, zombie genre to tell its story about surviving on the wrong end of the economy. Weird. Damn. Sounds that sounds really interesting. That Pretty sounds, close to Yeah, home. that sounds dope. dope. <laughs> Thanks for the tip, Chucklin Boy. <laughs> I hit up Caleb on Twitter and asked if he would run God's Teeth for us when it and he said when it's published, he will. So that's fucking sick. Uh, maybe he'll read, run some red markets for us before then, seeing as how he's the dude who wrote it. I've seen him stream shit. I bet he can do it remotely. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, he also asked, uh, Chuckling Boy asked, what is a question that you were surprised no one has asked? I can answer this. Literally anything about the campaign. I don't know why people don't ask questions about the story stuff. It always surprises me. <laughs> it feels like the people on the subreddit have a much stronger grasp of the campaign than us. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, think, they don't I need think, any questions yeah. answered. <laughs> they know what's going on. I don't understand why you guys don't. <laughs> Can we do a Q&A where we get the cues? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys ask the questions and then the chat answers them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so sad. Uh, <laughs> should, the, should the air... Uh, light be on on my focus yes. right yeah uh, i think joe got you to turn it on before we started he totally pranked you because now <laughs> gotcha. you sound like you've been sucking in helium the entire time oh no <laughs> <laughs> great prank though uh we got another question here from gwyn egr and they ask, how do you like to transition between campaigns? Do you prefer to build off an old thread or create something brand new? Create something brand new every time. I think that, especially in Delta Green, most of the games, I think all the campaigns that we've played in end with at least some sort of impact that would leave the globe reeling. And therefore, if we were to start another campaign in that same world, uh, the impact of the previous campaign uh, would be evident. And therefore, uh, I prefer to have a clean slate. Yeah. In the uh, in the two previous like mega campaigns we've done with you, uh, we did not uh, save <laughs> things. <laughs> You society. put it off. You put it off for a long time. We tried. <laughs> we did our best. That's all anyone could have expected from us. I think we mostly go insane or die. And and then the world ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose character like got killed and then came back alive and killed over and over again? That was Thomas's yeah. professor character. 
was trapped in a room. It wasn't that you died though, right? It was that you had to watch your wife die over and over again. Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, he had to watch a film of him performing a spell on his wife who had cancer, trying to cure her and fucking up the spell and killing her. And he had to watch that on repeat infinitely. Super fun. Do you remember her name, Thomas? (laughs) Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I believe uh, the great old Lord Cthulhu came on up out of the ocean at the end of that campaign and stared Joe's character right in the eyes. We blinked at each other. (laughs) It's cute. It's a meat cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you come to this beach too? Uh, Cthulhu dropped something on the beach and you guys bonk heads. (laughs) (laughs) Fratagin. You talk funny, bud. (laughs) But I think you're so cute. (laughs) Uh, We got another question. This is a... Oh, man. Ain't on a no-no. You've really, truly outdone yourself here. If you were stranded on a dessert island, what kind (laughs) of sentient confectionery treats would you hunt for survival? Gummy bears. (laughs) Ooh, that'd be a a truly horrifying one. (laughs) They're the full. Screams. They're full sized. <laughs> like, yeah. They're bear sized. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Joe took the good animal one. I would hunt whatever was brownies. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if they if they happen to like get like warm get, by being chased, uh-huh. then maybe uh-huh. chase them around like directly toward Oof. the vanilla ice cream fountain or something like the uh-huh. waterfall. Oh God, stop Zach. And, uh, and then that's all, that's all I need for a perfect dessert. Uh, you know, if you want to drop a double shot of espresso on top of that, be it sentient stop or it. not. Oh. Um, stop it. I got to have one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whatever weird critter, I want like a turtle made out of chocolate chip cookies, but his body is like a Hershey's chocolate turtle body, oh. but his shell is a big chocolate chip cookie. And yeah, I, can, I like, get you. Cut him, I can like split him right down the half in front of his turtle family. <laughs> Crack him open. That, yeah, that's a good answer. I want to hunt down uh, a, a moose that is darker than dark and squamous like oil and it <laughs> writhes about in the air. And I just like moose. I like moose and pudding a lot. I could do oh, that. Yeah, so I something you. like that uh, would be good for me on an island. You're a little pudding boy. Oh, dude, when the sun's out, I've got to have my pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a, a, a dessert pizza in like a day. Oh, yeah. Ooh. The Godfather's M&M pizza is like... The Godfather's so M&M pizza was so good. I want one right now. Herman Cain, baby. <laughs> oh, I forgot Herman Cain started thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was he the cigarette smoking ad? Um, he, was, he was the... St- Stare and smile. Uh, the stare and smile. He might have also been the cigarette ad. I don't remember. Oh, what a character! I want Andy's. That's Andy's uh, custard. Yeah. That's my answer. Just, but what animal would it be? <laughs> would I, it, you I, have I, to brutally kill while you ate? I would be. I would be stranded there with Andy, and <laughs> <laughs> I would force him to make me custard. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Actually, you guys have seen, you guys have been to Andy's. You have to watch the, the, the custard the, come out. When the out chocolate the comes out, it looks like and, poop. Um, <laughs> and that's the joke. Yeah, I got a brownie. <laughs> that's a fresh idea. <laughs> I get a stolen brownie pecan concrete every time. Oh, no, I got an idea. You have to suck the custard out of Zach's weird chocolate mousse, mousse. <laughs> <laughs> out of his bunghole. I was thinking like oh. it's teats. <laughs> nope, it's out of its butt because we said it looked like poop. So. I am. Wow. Now I'm we coming agreed to, to it. the island. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this huh. island. So... <laughs> Holy shit, a pigeon. Well, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic name asks, which player character has the nicest butt? I think I, it's dog. John Lee Pettymore. I think John it's John Lee Pettymore. Pettymore. I, John Lee I think Pettymore. canonically it is. I think the, in one of the early episodes, you said that he has a magnificent ass. He's got a tight and ass. Tight he, he, wears, he wears two tight jeans, yeah. Yeah, in a good way mm. to people like it. Mm. Uh, Holy Shit a Pigeon also asks, who would you pick to play your characters and NPCs if PTBP was a live action movie or show? We are going to take our time with that question on the next episode. How about that? Uh, it was all a snow globe asks, how much of the story <laughs> writing? <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Uh, how much of the story writing process is influenced by slash influences the song you've chosen for the intros? Do you typically find that music influences your writing a lot? Yes, it absolutely does. I remember specifically writing the plot for the Silver Spheres when I realized that John Lee Pettymore was the only one who had picked it up and then he put it in his pocket. And I said, okay, well, those balls have to do something weird. And then I was like, okay, well, why is John Lee Pettymore allowed to touch it if no one else is? And no backbone was a part of that. Like when I was coming up with like the idea for that, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is perfect. Uh, so literally that song made Thomas's character's entire arc essentially. Nice. Super cool. The theme song's <laughs> about me guys. <laughs> uh, and then when I was picking out the other songs, uh, yeah, I find the lyrics like extremely important, especially like, uh, moon dance. I knew, I knew what I was looking for uh, plot wise, uh, for that arc before I got the song picked out. But, uh, when that song happened, when I came across it, I was like, Oh yes, of course, this is absolutely perfect. And then the next one, this most recent one where we had dream girl, uh, that actually influenced the plot as well. Once I decided on that one, <laughs> uh, that actually probably helped change Joe's entire plot uh, for that. The line, uh, nice. I, I swear I knew you before this. Yep. Yeah. And then she Super says, cool. uh, corner room and it was right. So the room has no corners, which is an allusion to uh, a circle, the, the hounds of Tindalos, <laughs> which is some nerd shit and a circle. Uh, <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, so a lot, a lot and always, and it always matters. So, uh, <laughs> ain't on a no-no. Once again, how much filth could a wolf... Oh, fuck, I fucked it up. Dang, how much filth could a you... wolf wolf down if a wolf could wolf down filth? Well done. Uh, Justin? Why are you asking me? <laughs> and moving on, we've got a uh, <laughs> question from... <laughs> Lord Derry. What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> uh, D A R R Y. Lord Derry asks Is Jeremy Pettymore still alive? No. 
right? <laughs> like, no. Like, no. <laughs> no. Like, like, no. He dead. John Lee Pettymore shot him in the head. <laughs> yeah. All right, answered. Uh, One of my uh, favorite moments from this podcast, that ending to that was so fucking well done. I had not planned that in any way, and when Thomas and I were role-playing it, it just fucking happened, and I was on the edge of my seat with what he was going to do next and with what happened. I was just so fucking... So that's one of those moments really cool. in role-playing where you just... It, it's uh, three-eighths of a sneeze. <laughs> three-eighths of a sneeze or three sneezes? Three-eighths like of a three sneeze of a is sneeze. so much less. Sneeze, yeah. <laughs> Guys, sneezing is so much better than role-playing. I swear. Uh, so at Ripsaw underscore unicorn plied with uh, p- pet pics and a question. Uh, those pets were very adorable. And they ask a question that I cannot answer. What yeah. anime tropes do y'all feel each player character would fall into? You know how in some anime... In some animes, uh, like they're in a fight and they keep revealing more and more powers, and they're like getting stronger and stronger. Keith yeah. would be like the opposite of that, where he just keeps doing stupider and stupider and stupider <laughs> stuff. Keith, Keith would be like the anime character who just like is constantly eating all the time, and that's their only like yeah. <laughs> that's the, the Brad Pitt anime. John Lee Pennymore is not an anime trope. <laughs> is <laughs> is the best way I can put it. Everybody who's He's just not serious enough as a person in the way that everyone in fucking anime is about every little fucking thing they do. Whoa. Wow. Such harsh language. It's just uh it's just a little theatrical for me. That's weird. <laughs> plus I plus I can't uh yeah. I don't know. I love theater. Clark Bishops would be having huge titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clark Bishop. Yeah, got them anime titties. I dig it. <laughs> I I don't watch like any anime, so I will defer to you guys on what my trope would be. I don't know what anime tropes there are. Uh, I feel like a lot of our characters don't obey a lot of traditional anime tropes. Generally, it's tonally so not that. John Lee Pettymore, I feel like, is like the badass character that a lot of animes have. Yeah, but, but that, that badass character is always like has this dark past that they're like trying to atone for or like get revenge for or something. Yeah, and John Lee Pettymore is just here to fucking ride wild. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He just <laughs> wants to now that he has $5 million. <laughs> yeah, he's just a dude running around in his dad's body. <laughs> That'll animate. <laughs> I am my dad. <laughs> like when, when John Lee Pettymore looks down, he's looking at a dick that's fucked his mom. That's cool. Wow. <laughs> nice. Holy shit. Clark has the like dead parents anime trope. Oh, that is true. Yeah. You're okay. the protagonist of every anime. <laughs> He's also the protagonist Joe. of the story. <laughs> okay, that's if mine. That's, if that's true, then why do I have the theme song? The theme song is about Thomas, <laughs> but the story is about Joe. And Luke is... Uh, Keith and is Luke's there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Scraping by. You're all very important. Uh, I hope you know that. Uh, so we've got another one here from At Stories Colossal says if you guys were playing with bonds in the main timeline bonds is a mechanic in delta green where uh you lose and gain a good relationship 
with three or four different people, two to four different people in your life. And you can like, basically your sanity uh, is affected uh, or affects those relationships. So who would they be for each of the PCs? Uh, we started to touch on it, I think in one episode and we I decided that Clark is a real sad, lonely guy. So his bonds would be like the checkout guy at the grocery store. Who is in a dream of yours. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, Probably Maggie, if if that was a thing that you could do, have a bond with somebody who isn't in the story much. Totally. Like that would be definitely one of his bonds. When we were thinking about maybe even having bonds, I think as a mechanic, I think John Lee Pettymore was going to use just the extended Pettymore family as a bond. And then like as as he called on them to do different things, obviously that relationship would get strained as more of them were like taken by supernatural horrors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but thinking about it now, John Lee Pettymore definitely has like an ex girlfriend who got tired of his shit, but still cares for him. That like if shit really went down, he could be like shit, like fuck, and call her. But she definitely doesn't want to be a part of his life on a day to day basis anymore. Oh, for Keith, uh, he's never dated anybody. He killed his brother. Doesn't have much. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have much family to speak of. So his one and only bond would be... Oh, it's no spoilers. <laughs> I mean, if they're listening to this, they would listen to everything else. I I'm kidding. Uh, so it would be Bean, my dog. Uh, which leads us into the last question, which is a very good question. And it was brought up on the Discord uh, <laughs> pretty recently. And yeah. Crush posted it in the, uh, in the question thread. What happened to Keith's dog? And then uh, BXBorai9181, who is currently doing a re-listen while taking notes and posting the notes in the subreddit, which is dope. Uh, very cool and fun to fun to watch. Uh, I think she might have even been the one who posted it in the Discord. But anyway, uh, she said, also, if Keith was in the city before coming home to contention, how did he miss all those dirty dog grooming locations, especially since he had a dog? Um, okay, so what happened to Keith's dog? He is happily at at home in the motel, hotel motel, I'm sure. It's only been a couple days. He can fend for himself. It's been five um, days. Yep. Yeah, what if what if what if like uh maybe he was running around in the creek bed having fun with all the other dogs? Yeah. Okay, so guys or he, he probably tore into of that dead in a hotel room. No, he tore into my big bag of dog food and then chewed his way out of the hotel room and is swimming with the the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> and his and his stomach burst because of all the food he ate and now he's dead. No, he's alive, I would hope. We haven't been to contention in a while, so I've got to check on him. You should call him. <laughs> Come here, Bean. What do you guys think about playing animals in contention for like uh, one hour, one shot? You guys play animals in contention who have to save Bean from the room that he's locked in in Hotel Motel. The stakes are simply too high. Uh, the emotional devastation. If we it. didn't, like, yeah, if we didn't save beans. And also, it's not one hour. It's an entire campaign. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're starting it now, and it's f- as long as the quarantine is. And, <laughs> and if you go to sleep, I'll come over to your house and kill you. <laughs> what? 
Uh, yeah, you know, gotta <laughs> like keep playing. Like we have to play continually. Weird. Yeah, you can never stop. <laughs> oh no, never stop, never stopping, bro. Uh, so I will come up with a like. Ah, you said you will come. Said you. <laughs> <laughs> and I only speak the truth. Uh, right, and you guys will play different animals who are in contention, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happened to old Bean. Okay. Cool. Right. I'm warning you now. If it's not, if it's not him, if it's not being alive, the, yeah, a happy we will answer. come kill Zach. <laughs> yeah, six feet. <laughs> we can see you. <laughs> yeah, it's, we can kill you from six feet away. Oh God, oh. I don't like that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know you best now, not. You fuck better it. not fuck yeah. with the dog. Fuck the now you know where you fucking stand. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, guys. Lower than uh, an imaginary so, dog. <laughs> uh, the mechanics of this game are pretty simple. Uh, if I ask you to roll, you succeed. <laughs> Good. That's right. To, <laughs> to answer this question, though, uh, Keith is fucking stupid, and he just gave his dog baths in his in his own house. So. Yeah, I like to think that Keith is such a good dog owner that he didn't need a grooming place. My dog is grooms himself, and he proved in the story. <laughs> how good of a dog owner he was yeah i mean i didn't know i was gonna get shipped off to the city <laughs> okay i don't so, think that far ahead <laughs> uh this has been the q a uh episode <laughs> number 73 for pretending to be people here on the main feed and have we really only done 73 q a episodes it feels like <laughs> <laughs> uh we are going to do another uh plot uh, conversation next week and it will finish <laughs> you said conversation because yeah. you didn't want to say Q&A again <laughs> we're going to be having a uh, PTPP round table <laughs> no we're doing another Q&A fuck you guys uh, however nice, nice. until then um, we hope that you all stay safe stay inside wash your hands if you're one of the people who are out there on the front lines fighting this thing Good luck to you. Thank you so much for doing that for us. We all Big really time. appreciate it. And in return, yes. we're all going to stay the fuck home. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Big doinks and Amish. Big doinks and right Amish. Here. Rest in peace, young King Dave. Rip. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Uh, next gonna week, we're going to have some more around. Dave's <laughs> name like that. <laughs> And then, uh, and then this story will pick back up. Contention campaign not done. I think I mentioned that there are three arcs left. That is still true. So tell all your friends to listen. They got plenty of time to catch up. While no we're in fucking joke. And uh, they deserve us. Yeah. Also, it, I think it's really important right now to keep up with your <laughs> podcasts. I think it's going to be really miserable and annoying in a few months when you're going through backlogs of podcasts and everybody's oh talking about coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, anyway. good, good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, no. we, we, we already stopped to record. I mean, oh, can I hit stop? Should we hit stop? Everyone hit stop.